Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. The time to waste from to the cross. Drunk for lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blinded by sin, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. that we're in that's very end times, very heavily backed by scripture um, about people's hearts waxing cold, um, the deception that would be going on. Uh, wow. It's an amazing journey, Father, and I just praise you and I pray in the name of Jesus that every single listener of this show, and I mean it from the very bottom of my heart, every single listener of this program, even those that have moved on for whatever reason, Father, I pray that they were anointed, that they received something that, that was beneficial, that there were seeds planted into their heart to understand that Jesus is coming for a bride. He's coming for one that is a uh, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, Ephesians 5.27. And to get to that place where we could even be considered not just to be called but chosen is a very difficult journey, and the scripture is clearly an understatement, Father, and, the, and I don't even know how to verbalize it. All I can say is I can share my experiences as much to, as I might to those who can receive it, 
But also, Father, we are in a place and a time where we're all utterly overwhelmed for so many different reasons. Tens of thousands of layoffs worldwide, food shortages on an unspeakable level, lies, 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 lies everywhere, including the prophets. Um, the vast majority of them anyway. And, Father, it's a very difficult walk. It's far, far more difficult than I would have imagined, and I've been a very end-timesy sort of person for a long time. So that really, I think, kind of amplifies the magnitude of the challenge that we're in right now. Um, and, Father, I just pray for those who are hungry for mysteries because we're so far along in the end times right now, that hunger for mysteries can actually cause us to miss the barley harvest. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that there will be an anointing that will come upon people, that will change them, that will impact them, so that they understand that if they're on the hunt for under for for um if they just want to learn about the 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 mysteries of the scripture, if they want to spend you know, a, a, a whole lot of time learning about those incredible mysteries and all that kind of stuff. And they are incredible. They're amazing. And there's always a margin of error of, of any one of our understandings. But, Father, I, my heart is so worried and concerned about the people out there, Father, because I know so many are going to miss. I'm afraid for myself. And if I'm afraid for myself, then naturally I would be very concerned about any of the listeners of the program, that they would miss the most important thing of all, and that is to seek you on our knees. And if it's not on our knees because we're older or we're terribly uncomfortable or we can't get back up off of our knees, at least, you know, very, very focused and intensely and fervently focused in prayer and praise with you, Lord Jesus, truly making you, well, the apple of our eye, as you ought to be. He who we know is, is not just the... The, you know, it's not just the wind beneath our wings if we're an eagle flying as high as an eagle, but you're the wind beneath our wings all the time. You're our advocate. You're the lover of our souls. You're the one who loved us just as our father did when we were completely and horribly unlovable, seeped in sin. And we can see your, the etching of your fingerprint upon our lives as we, many of us can, not all, uh, as we look back upon so many miracles that have happened in our lives, so many times when we should have been dead, but that tractor trailer didn't hit our car by a miracle. Whatever it was, and no matter how many times it was in our lives, many of us can look back upon our lives and see your holy hand, your righteous right hand holding us up. And that's still, even in, in the midst of all of that, even recognizing how much we mean to you and how much you've guided our lives to the place that we are right now, we still struggle. We still struggle. And we need to know that your merciful, loving kindness will be extended to us, that you will lift us up continuously, lead us on that path of righteousness, help us to get to that place where nothing matters to us more than that intimate time that we have with you, Lord Jesus, that time that we can set aside to be in your presence, to tell you all of our little concerns and have a conversation with you on a regular basis, like you're our very best friend, to make you our very best friend, and to, and to thank you, Father, every day from the very bottom of our heart for helping us to love you more than anything else in the entire universe, to, to hunger and thirst for our private time with you. 
if we could only understand that if we haven't arrived at that place in our walk where we are crying out for forgiveness for those who have hurt us the most on a daily basis, that we are not where we need to be, that we would be truly chosen to be part of your first fruits barley harvest, which means that we need more refining. And my heart breaks for anyone who is not getting to that place in their refining in their walk. I understand it. I was very afraid for myself, and I still am. And I'm afraid for anyone who might not quite be where they need to be. And I wish there was some way, Father, some miracle that could occur, something. I don't know what it is. But I turn it over to you because you're our Father. You can see the beginning from the end. You can see the hearts and minds of all of those that I pray for, that is every that is inclusive of every single listener of this program, and, and those before and those that will come in the future, that you'll, that they will be ready and um and not get stuck you know not get stuck in that that the the i would call it almost like a temptation uh to be so hungry for the mysteries that they would forget that without falling in love with you and falling in love with Jesus and having that intimate relationship desiring feeling really really good about walking in harmony with your will father trusting you with all of our heart, if they haven't arrived to that place, if their heart doesn't bleed and break for those around them, including those who are sticking them in the back, destroying their lives, ripping their families apart, if we don't understand that our hearts need to be just like Jesus, where as a royal priesthood on our our knees if we can, buried in fervent and tear-filled prayers on their behalf, that you would have mercy upon their souls, that our heart has not arrived at the place where we have any hope, really, uh, unless we strive to break past that in our walk and dedicate more time to being in your presence, losing losing really the hungry for the understanding of the mysteries um, as much. It's not that we completely abort them. It's not that we turn our backs on them. It's not that we're not interested in them, but we have to have our priorities straight. And those priorities, Father, can only be led by a fervent desire like the deer panting for the water. And we all have to arrive to that place, that place that is so far beyond churchianity, so far beyond the dancing and jumping around preachers telling everybody how wonderful Jesus is, so far beyond that in our intimacy, in our humble and contrite spirit, knowing that we are like the tax collector and utterly unworthy, hoping beyond hope that maybe, just maybe, we'll make that cut, that that beautiful blessing of being chosen to be part of your first fruits, that first watch. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that everyone will receive this, that a supernatural anointing will touch their lives, a supernatural anointing will come upon them, a supernatural presence of the Holy Spirit will envelop them so that they understand that these priorities are not optional and that if they don't, if they don't take advantage of the opportunity to, to grow in that intimacy now, becoming the Beatitudes, that they're going to miss. They're going to miss because the bar isn't just high for the first fruits harvest. The bar pretty much out of our reach. And that's why it takes that humble and contrite spirit, that deep, deep, heartfelt, tear-filled desire to walk and, 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 and the resulting peace and 
tranquility and happiness and willingness to lay down our lives. Not even worried about it. Happy to, really. A little nervous about, you know, the prospect of being uh, homeless. But nevertheless, Father, we we lay down our lives before you. We understand that we are to be exactly like Jesus. But make it real in our lives. Make it real for every listener of this program. I know that the mysteries are interesting. I love them. There and I know that you taught me or that you communicated very clearly with me that I that this was an area that I was to specialize in. And I understand that. And I don't mind and special and I do especially love to, to talk about these mysteries, especially to wake people up and to help them to understand what it is we're dealing with. But Father, I would want not one to perish or, or not to perish, but to to be to miss the barley harvest because if they miss, if any of us miss the barley harvest, not only will we be, we be crushed, because there's no reversing the reward of that. There's no reversing the impact on our eternity. There's no changing that. Once that occurs, once that large, round, spherical, brass-colored spaceship shows up in the sky, once NASA comes on television and tells everybody that the aliens took the people, and we realize that we're still here on this earth, then we know for sure that we have missed the barley harvest. Not because the aliens took them, because that's a lie from Satan, but because in the midst of all of that confusion, you came and took us. And we pray in Jesus' name that not one of us, not one of us would miss that incredibly anointed opportunity that requires a very deep, intimate trust, a very deep, intimate, harmonious walking, a time which we should all be in right now where the love of our heart overflows us, that we cannot help but help others, and that being in search of the mysteries and the interesting, fascinating things that have to do with our origins and what our destiny is, is a small part of the requirements that we all face. Let us not miss those. I pray, Father, that the things that I have done, the mistakes that I have made because of my own frailty and weakness, that they are not held, that Isaiah 43:25 would be applied to me and to every one of us that have fallen short. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will wash all of them away into a deep blue sea of your forgetfulness. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for your continued loyalty, advocacy, and love. We pray that we might be found worthy to escape all these things someday and stand directly in front of you. Welcomed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, hallelujah. So anyway, um, for those of us who, I don't know, I, I don't know what the state of the world is for those who are working in corporate America. Well, I know that 2,000 employees are about to be laid off at PayPal. I'm not going to get into how well I know some folks there. Um, also, uh, we already know that the tens of thousands that are going to be laid off in the tech sector, but it's also touching. The layoffs are also happening, as we would expect, as the third seal of the book of Revelation, behold, a black horse is unrolling. I, I, it's, they're scrolls, right? And the scrolls are sealed. Jesus has broken all of the seals at this point. Maybe not the sixth one yet. Um, but, uh, well, I, actually, I don't think he has. I think at the point that the Lord breaks the, sick, the seal of the sick, the scroll of the sixth seal, at that point, that'll be, you know, when the meteor strikes off the coast of Puerto Rico. What's really kind of troubling for me is that that leads into the day of the Lord. That leads into the final harvest. That leads into the folks that are going, when the missiles come down, we go up. When the missiles come down, we go up. What they don't understand is there's going to be millions of dead Christians all over the place. I mean, millions. And in fact, the vast majority of those who are looking forward to the time when the missiles come down and they go up are not going to be alive for that to happen. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to hell. See, that's the problem. But a lot of times people misunderstand. I don't mean a lot of times. I mean an extraordinarily large number of times I'm misunderstood because I'm very focused on the greatest blessing that I can bring forward based on what God has shown me, that's vital to me. That's why I wear my heart on my sleeve. That's why I share what I do to the level of detail. I've had people tell me, oh, you shouldn't say so many things. You're giving the devil an an opportunity to attack you more. And I'm like, "Mm, no, that's not how it works. Um, but anyway, I, I wish I could, you know, I wish I had more time, but things are getting real bad at work, as you would expect. Um, and then for me to, I don't know, I, I'm in a crummy place. Um, so again, I do appreciate all of your prayers. I, I, I will just leave it a standing fleece um, because uh, I, I just don't know. You know, um, so I'm just going to keep on writing it out, um, trusting God, continuing to pray. I do pray a tenfold anointing, uh, not just a twofold anointing like Elisha, but um, a tenfold anointing and of divine protection uh, and uh, drawing in closer to the Lord, um, whatever, I mean, fervently. I, folks, I. I just want you to know, I'm not going to overplay this, I'm just, because I don't, I'm not, Uh, and I wouldn't, because to me it would be a form of a white lie, and a white lie is a lie, and liars are sent to hell. So whenever I share a testimony, it's for everybody, because we're part of the body of Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that there isn't a margin of error associated with the things that I believe or have studied or the supernatural coincidences that are associated with the way that I learn things and the way that I received confirmations. It doesn't mean that there's not maybe a margin of error to some extent. Um, I expect that there is. Um, and But the vast majority of Christians can't receive it. It's so far 
that, you know, the, the stuff that we used to cover in 2011, 2012, 2013, that kind of thing, uh, we used to bring on Brother Zen all the time. Um, we covered a lot of really fascinating and amazing things. Um, and so now what I've been doing, because it, you weave it together into a tapestry, into a mixed salad of amazingness. You pray over it, and I can't explain it. You know, to me, I don't ever look at the Apocrypha, okay? I'll just let you know that. I know that there's a lot of people that love love the Apocrypha. Now, don't get me wrong. I have the entire library behind me, but I've never been led to sit down and read the Apocrypha. Now, some if the Lord brings me somebody that shares part of the Apocrypha or even other ancient writings, then the Lord brought them to me. You see when I'm, where I'm coming from? I hope you do. Because I have people send me, and they mean well. They really do. And a shout-out if you're listening, Brother Kendall. I love you, brother, but I am not allowed. My agreement with the Father is I will never, ever listen to another preacher preach anything ever again. My agreement with our Heavenly Father is that I only listen to what he shows me, to what this what is confirmed through supernatural events in my life, impossible coincidences that are associated with me receiving information. If there's no if I just receive an email or um, and if if you figured out a way to get a hold of my phone number and you feel like SMS texting me, please don't do that. My phone is given a stipend by my employer. And what's happening is the ministry is bleeding over into my employer's world. And when that occurs, it's it puts so much at risk. It puts the entire ministry at risk. And people don't know that, so I'm just sharing that with you. And I know that people are figuring these things out. I'm not exactly sure how it all works. It probably has something to do with my use of various tools that are out there on the Internet to track data. Some of them require me to put my cell phone in there, and I, I guess it exposes me a little bit. And that's fine, but um, please, in the name of Jesus, understand that I have to reserve the use of my phone with great, 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 great care. Um, the field that I work in does not allow for me to do what I do. Okay, let's just leave it at that. And having bleed over between my work and the ministry cannot happen, or the ministry goes away. So um, uh, I don't want that to happen. Now, if God has another um, plan for me, see, my, me, it was me that said to the Lord, I don't want you know, this is what I would like to do. This is how I would like to approach this. You know, we have back and forth. We have had back and forth communications and conversations, very supernatural in nature, by the way, over these last 12 years. I have not been perfect. I have made colossal mistakes. Um, I look back on them, and I know where my weakness was. I wish I had known it in advance. I've learned so much about our vulnerability as Christians that I look for multiple confirmations, particularly in light of how great the impact is of the decision that we have to make. So I used to think it was a lot more simple than that. I used to think that if I was walking real close to the Lord and I loved the Lord with all of my heart and 
and I cast lots and all that, that I was just guaranteed to get the right answer. But I've even seen people cast lots that I know in my heart that they didn't get the right answer. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a very tricky business because Jesus said he has nothing in me. When he was talking, he was telling everybody about that Satan had nothing that he could accuse Jesus of as far as sin was concerned. Are you in that place? Now, do you suppose that the apostles, when they cast lots for the replacement of Judas and ended up choosing Matthias by casting lots, and Proverbs, I forget it which one it is, 616 or something like that, uh, just search for the word lot, L-O-T. Um, if you need to put a global for the yes, then do that. But... Um, I think it says something like, um, oh, something like, um, the lots are cast into the lap, but it's every word is from the Lord, or something like that. You know, it's awesome. But we also have to weave in harmoniously the scriptures that say things like, like um, Psalm sixty six eighteen. If I have iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. You know, our our current, you know, and then of course you can take into consideration the risk that's associated with taking your prayers before the courts of heaven. You know, if you're a lawyer and you're practicing law and you're standing before the courts of heaven, remember the scripture Matthew eighteen eighteen, that which is loosed in, you know, on earth is loosed in heaven; that which is bound on earth is bound in heaven. Because we do, as a royal priesthood. Ha- essentially stand before the courts of heaven. In fact, our prayers are weighed very heavily in the courts of heaven, and we can change people's, I believe, with all of my heart as royal priesthood just through our prayers, because our prayers are being considered in the courts of heaven. Those courts of heaven are very powerful because Satan actually is the accuser of the brethren in the very courts of heaven until he is cast down, and he hasn't been cast down to the earth because that doesn't happen until the day of the Lord. We're not there yet. A lot of people don't understand the progression of the scripture, revelation, and all these kinds of things. But the Lord has really blessed me in that area. To him, much has been given, much will be required, which scares me a lot. Because I haven't been perfect. And um, But anyway, and, and I, can't always, I can't say that I was always in a place where he had nothing in me. You know, there were times when I was going through states of depression, challenges in my walk, unbelievable things. But looking back in retrospect, I realized that if I hadn't gone through them, I wouldn't be where I am in my my walk right now. I wouldn't even be close. I would still be kind of puffed up thinking that I had it all figured out. And I'd be jumping on every rapture bandwagon. I mean, can you imagine how many people out there that are jumping on the rapture hypercycles right now? They ain't going to make it. If your heart is in a place where I know I'm so guilty as charged, I really am. I raise my hand. Because I spent 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, and all I cared about was getting out of here. And um, don't get me wrong, I, I'd, I'd love it if I had, if I, <laughs> people think I'm nuts, but, and I, maybe I am. Um, we are a peculiar people, praise God. We ought to be. Um, and our citizenship is in heaven. We are to keep our mind stayed on things above and not on things of this world, Colossians 3, 2, and 3. 
you know, we, we uh, you know, Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians 1, 7, he said, Now knowing these things, brethren, let us cleanse ourselves of all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of going to hell. Now he says in the fear of God, but what he's really saying is in the fear of being sent to hell. The reason we know that is because Jesus said what he said in his ministry time. Fear, fear not those who can hurt the body, he would say. You know, I'm, I'm summarizing, I'm, you, know. Um, you know, but fear him who can cast body and soul into hellfire, you see. So Jesus already told us. He unraveled the mystery. He unpacked it beautifully. The, 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 what churchianity gets wrong is they try to defend this unfortunately vastly incorrect notion that we can just live how we want to live, that once saved, always saved doctrine, which is from the absolute bottom of the pit of hell, where people are screaming in agony and pain, realizing that they will never be released from the pit. Um, that is not a place where I would ever want to consider myself to be. And I pray in Jesus' name, and I have begged God, I mean begged him to do whatever he needed to do to me, to punish me, to beat me, to burn my house down. I've cried out to him, please burn my house down. If that's what's necessary, burn my house down. Make me homeless. I meant it. I meant it. Well, I'm still here. Praise God for that. So anyway, my heart bleeds. It hurts when I feel even the tiniest little inkling in my spirit that somebody might not be where they need to be right now because that's how close we might be. I don't know what that means. I don't know exactly what how close means. I don't. I really just, just don't. But I played on, I think, the last prayer vigil or whatever, a prophecy from Brother Dan. I don't follow God's Healer 7. I really don't follow anybody anymore because we're so deep into the end times. I mean, I'll take a glance of some things once in a while, but only because I know, because I've, I have this relationship with the Lord. I've had it for years where it doesn't mean I'm perfect, but I know my relationship. I know when God is talking to me. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not nervous sometimes that maybe something in me is something that Satan can be accusing me of in the courts of heaven. If I'm in that place, then I need to be fearful, concerned. Um, now, what I mean is look for more confirmations. Be very, very careful. If your relationship isn't with the Lord, isn't so intimate with the Lord that you don't recognize when he's talking to you, you're in danger of not making the barley harvest. You're not in danger of hellfire. You're, danger, you're in danger of realizing that the things that I'm telling you about right now that are mysteries that most people will never receive – the vast, did you know that I have heard more than one fr from highly credible, extremely anointed Christians that, are, that have amazingly anointed – I'm not saying they're perfect. Nobody is. That only 2% of the people in the churches, 2% are going to be taken. Now, if those churches are – operational, 
and there are con- there's a congregation inside that church, whether that be at some kind of a revival, whether it be in some sort of a you know gathering inside of a, a building, or you know your typical American church or your typical you know whatever. That on the average, even in the really good anointed churches that people are speaking in tongues and all that kind of stuff, although that hardly ever happens today. But I'm just saying, in my world, from where, from whence I came, it was constant. It was like reading 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and 15. It was like living Titus and First and Second Timothy. It literally was, to the, to the T. It was amazing. Uh, the, the pastor and his wife were uh, ex-Mennonites, yeah, and um, they left the Mennonite groups because they had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Look out for that. (laughs) Oh, boy, you're in big trouble then. And that's when God is going to move. He moves in the realm of holiness, okay? That's when the miracles happen. That's when the blind see. Okay. So anyway, um, you know my heart. You know where it is. You know I'm imperfect. You know, I'm not worthy. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. We all do. But we've got to get right. And we got to get right now. And that means love. That means adoration for our Father. That means feeling so good, so good, when you know that you're walking in harmony with our Father's will. Not perfect. But you just know that you know that you know in your heart that you're walking in harmony. You're looking out. You're, you want that open heaven above you. You want that holy fire surrounding you all throughout the day and the week. You're praying for it constantly. You're praising him throughout the day, even though the day just sucks blued. <laughs> Hopefully you know what blued are. Um, then that's a good place to be. When you are happy in your heart because you feel close to your father, you feel close and intimate with Jesus, even though you're imperfect. That is the most wonderful place to be, and that's where we all need to be right now. Not combing through YouTube videos, looking at different people preach about all kinds of things, not sending them to me and trying to get me to give you commentary because I'm not going to do it. My agreement with the Father is that I would not listen to anybody at all except him. All right, so that's, I guess it makes me kind of unique. Um You know that song, Creed, My Own Prison? I know it's secular. I get it. But it's actually very (laughs) scarily uh, reminiscent, and it it really is sadly very much biblical in its nature and its lyrics. And I've kind of made my own prison. I am a prisoner of Christ. I am in a supermax. I rarely am around a human, except in a Zoom meeting. You know, or if I got to get on a plane and go visit a client, which hopefully doesn't happen that often. Um, but I don't know. I just wanted to share that with every one of you because I, I'm praying in Jesus' name for each of you. I'm not. I would not dare say that. I would. Oh no 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 no. Revelation says all liars will be cast into the lake of fire. All. 
It's one of the reasons why Jonathan Kleck, he, uh, you know, I may not, I, I, I don't know everything he said. I may not agree with everything he said. I don't think he agrees with everything that I think. And that's fine. If we totally did, then there would be, we'd need our heads examined. But the one thing that I've always loved about my brother Jonathan is that that whole thing that the Lord showed him when he was with Lou, his girlfriend, when he first had his encounter with the Lord in that hotel. And the Lord said, "Turn." He Lord told him to turn the um, – he had in his hands a pair of shorts or something. And it was like the Spirit of the Lord just told him so audibly and so obviously, turn it upside down. And the word nylon essentially – said no lying so at that point not not even to not even to get into all that stuff because i could really if i if i started going off on my supernatural experiences throughout my life that would be like um one two three four probably three or probably four three hour shows back to back now i'm not so sure that i won't preempt some of the regular callers, you know, the regular guests that we have and do a little bit more of that kind of stuff because my experiences are not mine. They're ours. I, 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 it grieves my heart. I'm sure it grieves Jesus's heart too. When Christians feel that their relationship with Jesus is so intimate that they have to ask permission to do anything, which means that they don't understand the word, which means they don't understand Jesus. You see how I'm going with this? Because Jesus is the word. So what takes precedence in your understanding at any given time? Correct. The Bible. But you have to have a proper understanding of the Bible. So if you're out there thumping one particular translation, then you don't understand. I wish that it was that easy, but it's not. And we live in a time where we are supernaturally blessed. I will never, uh, Sister Elena, if you're listening right now, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'll be okay with us possibly going into overtime if you feel like you have an extra lot to share. But I have, it's the end of the end of times, folks. Um, and on that note, the kids are just going to have to wait. I'm sorry, kids. Wow, you guys are loud, man. I'm going to have to make an adjustment here. Whew, ouchie. I might be deaf by the time I start to go to do the next show. Hang in there. We're going to go right into the news. And uh, Sister Lena, if you are listening, please hang in there for me because we're definitely running past the 8 o'clock Eastern time hour uh, tonight. Uh, just way too much, folks. There's so much. There's so much. There's so much. And I had no choice. I had to share what I just shared. It's so important. It's so important. The horror that those who do not make the barley harvest will have to face. I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. And don't even get me going on the tribulation saints. That's going to be real bad. Anyway, on that note, praise God. Let's go ahead and go into the news right off. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. 
praise God. Now, um, so we will do more mystery stuff, you know, for those who can receive it. Um, but we're definitely not going to dwell on it. Uh, folks, we got to get ready. Let me share with you how important this is. For those of you, I pray in Jesus' name, who have listened to this program enough to know about the David Doetry powerful testimony that we, we've had him on the show a couple of times. These things I know is, are going to happen as a fact. I hope that you heard what I just said. I have the confirmations from the Lord. I do not trust the prophets today. We're not supposed to despise them, and I certainly do not. And I oftentimes pray for them. But I definitely don't trust them. Not now. Because the Bible, because Jesus warned us in Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13 that we got to watch our step. We're in the day of here a Jesus, there a Jesus, everywhere a Jesus, Jesus. All right? So we live in such dangerous times for a Christian. Words cannot describe. I've begged people for years to get out of social media. I've begged people for years to please stop making your ministry Facebook-based. I've begged people. And they won't do it. They they feel like it. That's what they want to do. They can't change their minds. They're set in their ways. And I'm sorry, but some of them are going to be horrified what happens to them. All right. Anyway, I, I you know I can't save the world. I've cried about it before Jesus. I've had the conversations, and I was told the Lord literally told me, John. It was an admonishment. John, I didn't say, send you to save the world. I came to save the world. Just do your job. So basically, shut up, buck up, and do it. All right, so that's where I'm at. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's head into this this amazing amount of unbelievable news. It's pretty troubling, but it ought to be because we're that far in. How far does that mean? You looking for a time frame? You're coming to the wrong guy. All I can tell you is whatever that time frame is, we're definitely in the very last chapter. Amen. Here we go. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Get this. Aliens to arrive in 2023. You think? I don't know. Unfortunately, this is not a godly source, but quite frankly, I've run across more demonic sources that are accurate than Christian sources as of late. So um, at this point, I don't, I withhold adjudication. That is the legal term. Courts of heaven, you know, if you understand the law and the earth is basically a mock-up of heaven, I'm I'm not going to preach on that right now. That's that's a whole show. Um, but anyway, this headline is from one of the UFO monitoring sites, and it's an interesting headline. It says there's this person they call the Living Nostradamus. His name is Athos Salome. And he has a prediction for 2023. He says he believes aliens will arrive through a portal in the controversial Area 51, he says. Now, that kind of calls into question the validity of this a little bit, and I'll tell you why. 
They don't need no portal. <laughs> I can tell you that as a fact. Okay, I probably know far more about these entities than this guy knows. But anyway, he says he previously pre- predicted the COVID-19 pandemic, which, by the way, and the conflict in Ukraine. I'm not sure that takes a rocket scientist, really, given the fact that most of us were watching ID2020 and all that stuff. And we're wondering if it was just a, you know, a practice session for the inevitable. So, again, um, I take this with a grain of salt, but I do look at it kind of with squinty eyes and go, hmm. Okay, so praise God for that. But then I find this most interesting. Next up. Jerusalem Post. Listen to this. This is Israel. The Jerusalem Post for crying out loud. And the headline reads, Alien expert. They don't come in peace. Malcolm Robinson has researched UFO sightings and alien abductions for decades and is one of the experts in the field. Uh, I'm like, what is this doing on the Jerusalem Post? Are you kidding me? It's a whole article about this stuff. This isn't normal. This isn't. This is like not normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. It's just wrong. Wow. Wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. You can say that again. All right. Actually, it's kind of exciting. But then, if you didn't think that was enough, there's another one on the Jerusalem Post. They're turning into like this. Oh, hey, we're the Jerusalem Post, and we're monitoring for the arrival of, you know, them. (laughs) Jerusalem Post again reports, aliens will take over all governments in May of 2023, according to a TikTok time traveler. So I find that interesting because it was May that Biden said that he was going to basically get rid of all the COVID restrictions. Fascinating how they line up like that. I think it's very interesting. TikToker Avery Yormany. Let's see if it's the same dude I just mentioned. No, the other guy was Malcolm Robinson. And the other guy was named Athos Soname. So this is a new person. And it says uh, TikToker Avery Avery Yormany, a modern-day Okay, so they're referring to this individual as, again, as a modern-day Nostradamus. But this is not – that's just coincidentally the same term that was used for this other fellow, Athos Salome. So it does get a little confusing. But according to the Jerusalem Post, uh, this person claims to be a TikTok time traveler. Now, here's the thing. There are time travelers, and they are on this planet. And fallen angels can, in their ships – move through time. And the Montauk chair does allow you to move through time. They, the movie Contact with Jodie Foster is factual. Okay, not precisely factual, but the concept of extremely high-powered electromagnetic forces under the control of various other dynamics allows for time travel, allows for intergalactic, basically a beam-me-up Scotty kind of stuff. But there have been people that I have studied that have gotten on some of the fallen angelic ships. And we've even brought people on that were authors of books to explain some of this stuff, but I already knew it. Um, Sometimes I'm just kind of like George Norrie. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, it's not that George Norrie doesn't know these things. He brings the guests on to confirm what he already knows. 
and sometimes to teach him things that he doesn't already know, which I used to do for years and years. But anyway, um, this is fascinating. Um, May of 2023, that's interesting, to take over all the governments. Folks, this is something that I've been telling people was going to happen for years. Now, I don't like times like May of 2023. I'm going to tell you that straight up. I don't like them because they never come true. So as soon as somebody gives a time, a date, uh, anything like that, I'm just like, I put it, I don't, it's not on shelf A, I move it down to B, maybe to C, probably to D. In fact, if it does, if it says May of 2023, then it's definitely going down to the D shelf. It's not that I'll forget it, but it's tucked way back into the highly less credible category. However, the very fact that it says aliens will take over all governments, I've been preaching this for years. I've been telling people that the uh, the uh, ten horns in Revelation 17 have nothing to do with ten countries. The scripture bears witness to that. Um, I can understand why believers who analyze the book of Revelation would not understand that, because they probably don't even believe in aliens, and they certainly don't understand that what the what Isaiah 13 and Joel 2 is talking about at all. They don't they actually believe that the locusts come out of the pit. They don't. They come out of the sky because that's where the smoke is covering the sun. They people miss stuff when they read. I'm a professional writer. I I I look for commas that don't belong in paragraphs. I I actually correct papers that are written by my colleagues at work that have PhDs. Okay, so that's maybe one of the reasons why the, our Heavenly Father chose me for this this very challenging, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't even know what they call what it is I do. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. One thing I know for sure is God told me I needed to focus on the alien problem. Uh, I won't give you the testimony on that because that's about an hour long. All right. Praise God. But uh, maybe maybe it's 15 minutes, but I just don't have it. I, I wish I did, folks. I really do. I would love to share all the things that have happened to me because then you would know why. You'd understand why I, 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 I talk with such authority and certainty because God, over all these 12 years, has confirmed. Not only, I started this ministry on the shoulders of people like Michael Heiser. Now, when I say on the shoulders, what I mean is I'm not saying I'm smarter than him. He's an expert of all experts at what he does and his specialization. But I got the privilege of beginning where they left off. I got the privilege of beginning where Tom Horn and his group left off. I love them. But I started there and climbed up, 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 up. And God held my hand along the journey. Doesn't mean I have everything exactly right. Okay? All right, that's the thing. So there's always going to be a margin of error because we're humans, right? And our humanity is the number one thing that is likely to keep us from making the first fruits barley harvest. We have to overcome it. Walk in the Spirit. Be like Jesus in every way. Love him. Love our Father. Love those around us. Pray for them. Help the widows. we really got to be the real deal. Not halfway. All in. Praise God. Pray for those who hurt us. Mean it from the bottom of your heart. Put them at the top of your list. 
whatever you do, if you're thinking about it an awful lot, you haven't forgiven them, and you're going to go to hell. I don't want you to. That's why I'm warning you. Always examine your heart. The people that have raped you, raped your kids, beat you half to death, put them at the top of your prayer list and pray for them. Pastor William Law is quoted as saying, and he's correct, nothing will make a Christian love a person more than praying for them. Top of your prayer list. Fervently crying out. Imagine the reason why our Father will not forgive us when we... I'm just looking at the time. The reason why our Father will not forgive us when we fail to forgive others, even those who hurt us horribly, is because we're a royal priesthood and we have the ability to save their souls through our prayer. So essentially, by our, because we have allowed our fleshiness, our humanness, to overcome our willingness and desire to be obedient to God, We've allowed our fleshiness to come before the fact that that individual, if they don't get our prayers, is going to burn in hell for all eternity. And God does not like that. He will hold you accountable to the point that he will send you to hell right there beside them. Oh, I don't like the way he's praying or teaching right now. It's scaring me. Good. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so next one up, hallelujah, praise you, Father. Papakata pedal, papakata pedal, papakata pedal. <laughs> praise God. Has erupted twice. Now, now, folks, this isn't just one of those things where it goes, and smoke goes flying out of the top of it, and everybody goes, oh, no, look at papakata pedal. What kind of activity is that? No, we're talking about full-blown eruptions, folks. Papakata pedal, papakata pedal. Remember? Remember Mandy, Randy Ecker? Remember that? Hope you do. Can't go through it because I don't have the time. All right. I do have uh, the video here in the show notes, but I can't. I, my, the website's broken. I have. I just, there's no way I'm going to be able to spend the time to fix it. I can see right now. Maybe the Lord will bless me. Maybe I'll figure it out. I don't know. Uh, but it, it takes hours and hours and hours. <clears throat> Sometimes even a support call to GoDaddy. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But anyway, um, the name of it, I, I highly recommend that you find it. Um, they may take it down, and it may already be gone. But the name of it, when it was on YouTube, was called Graphene Endgame. Okay, G-R-A-P-H-E-N-E, End Game. You must know before it's too late. And the bottom line is that that's the infrastructure for the Mark of the Beast. So the mRNA shots have graphene in them. They also have that weird, creepy hydro creature. Not exactly sure what part that plays. But anyway, um, probably something having to do with the changing of the genome even worse. But the interface is missing. The thing that causes, that allows the 5G ultimately, and the only reason 5G is an evil in and of itself, that people will tell you that it is, but that's false. 5G by itself is just a woefully inadequate cellular service that's not street ready right now, and nobody's getting true 5G yet. But 
it has the bandwidth properties to be able to control it, – it, it has to do with nodes. And if you don't understand technology and you don't understand IT architecture, then you don't know what an endpoint is. If you don't know what an endpoint is, which is also known as a node, N-O-D-E, then you don't know how networking works, and you won't understand that what they're going to do is they're going to use the graphene as the connector to our minds, as a connector to our soul, probably, almost for sure. It, we're, the hybridization of the souls is already um, – I'm sorry, cells is already in play for some who are unbelievers. Now, God will protect others because of their ignorance. I, I wish I could get into all that, but it, I could quote you all the scriptures all day long. But the point I'm trying to make here is the ultimate connector. All they're doing is they're laying the wires, the switches, the routers. They're laying all the infrastructure down. The human body is the node. It's the endpoint, okay? And they need the connector, the connector that's going to allow, ultimately, eventually, the 5G stuff to communicate with all the endpoints, which are the humans, that have taken the mark, is the mark of the beast, which is going to be a technological tattoo, an electronic circuit that is tattooed onto our hand that will communicate with the graphene and will allow them to be completely hybridized, which means that they will no longer truly be human. They will essentially be another version of the land of Canaan, which is why God will not allow them to come into heaven, no matter what. Okay? Anyway... Um, looking at the time. Now, I'm going to play some audio clips, and I'm going to trust that Sister Elena will hang in there for me because she's such a sweetheart, and I just love her. And we had such a hard time getting in touch with her. I, I we were Nancy and I were just going back and forth and back and forth. Why can't we get a hold of Elena? Why can't we get a hold of Elena? I sent her texts, a text message this morning, and for the first time since I've known her, she did not answer. So I don't know what's going on, uh, but uh, I, I, I praise God that we finally got in touch with her and got a confirmation. But please, Sister Elena, hang in there because I got so many audio bites, I just have to get through them. So anyway, let me, let me just give it the best, my, you know, best try as I can. Here we go. This is Trudeau making a point, and it's creepy. It's serious. Hold on a second. When you twist the facts, I hate the way he talks. make things up for political gain, I just that's can't not stand. responsible leadership. Do you hear the tone in his voice? Or some studies show that... Misinformation on COVID has cost hundreds of millions of dollars and thousands of lives. No, you're, you're, you're peddling misinformation. You're a sodomy friend of your buddy, Klaus Schwab. Admit it. I don't know, Lord, if I'm inappropriately. No, I'm evil. This is this is seeding evil. Probably, almost certainly a reptilian of some type. I don't know, but it's hard to tell. All right. One thing is for sure. I'm not going to waste a millisecond of praying for that entity. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Also, along with that comes a headline. United Nations Rights Council adopts fake news resolution. States urged to tackle hate speech. So they're all in this together. It's, it's all coming from the Pindar. I think he is the Pindar, um, which is a title for one of the most it, – it's the title for the second in command to Satan on earth. Okay? So that's what I personally believe – Schwab probably is, is the Pindar. It's a title. All right, praise God. And, you know, it, it's 
you're just going to have to take my word for it, or else you're going to have to spend a terrible amount of time looking it up. I've known this kind of stuff for years. I mean, for like a decade plus. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next up, this is the Pfizer CEO, in his own words, at the Davos Forum. Listen to his seeding evil, and don't even get me going on this entity. There we go. All righty. Waiting for it to come up. Here you go. This is uh, basically biological. Talking chip, about a pill. It is in the tablet. A chip. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, it sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that. Uh, compliance. Uh, compliance. These companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in, in uh, this field. Yeah, it's also fascinating what happens to people that are or entities that are like you when they fail to recognize God, the Father, and Jesus Christ as Lord. But that's okay. Jesus told me, can't save the whole world. Don't get, you know, don't get a bee in your bonnet. I have a list of everybody that attended Davos. And Elon Musk is not on that list. So contrary to popular belief out on the Internet, he is not one of them. I don't care what anybody says. I know it's a fact that he's not. He's an exception to the rule, which is about as rare as platinum. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now listen to this. I want you to hear this stuff. This is important. I could say I could just tell you, but when you hear it coming from the horse's mouth, whoa. Now, this is Senator Lindsey Graham. I've always thought he was a creepy dude. Well, guess what? To me, he's an entity. He's a shapeshifter. Because otherwise, he wouldn't say this. Here we go. All right, hold on. Takes a second to bring him up. I hope he'll be taken out. Talking about Putin. One way or the other. I don't care how they take him out. I don't care if we send him to The Hague and uh, try him. I just want him to go. Yes, I'm on record. Please understand, Senator Lindsey Graham, if John McCain were here, he'd be saying the same thing, I think. Reptilians. It's time for him to go. He's a war criminal. Reptilians. I wish somebody had taken Hitler out in the 30s. Okay, so what we got here, if you want to take out Hitler, why don't you take out your buddy at Davos? Huh? How about that? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, I'm going to trouble your spirit. If you are right with the Lord, this is going to bother you deeply. I bawled. I bawled. I heaved, heaved tears forth. For it, it derailed me. I was, I couldn't believe it. But I also ran it past my friend Tatiana, who is a Russian who was born in Odessa. And she was chased as even as a little girl when she went to school by the Nazis because they would try to kill her. And she knew how to run in between the houses and stuff and get past them. They're very real. They're very hateful. And they murder Russian-speaking Ukrainians. Half for years. Now, this is a Russian Federation soldier. And I'm going to have to, what I'm going to have to do is, as I play this for you, I'm going to have to tell you what he's saying, because he's speaking in Russian. But I will read, I gave it to Tatiana so that she could validate that that's what he was saying. And she said, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what he's saying, all right. So I already know that the text at the bottom of the video, this man is saying. By the way, 
he looks like he's going to break into tears as he's given this testimony. I'm going to have to read it to you. I'm going to be reading the subtitles to you as he is speaking. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. Which means I'm going to have to adjust the volume. So give me a second. I'm going to have to... Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay. Hold on a second. Let me find the volume control. All right. Here we go. Oh, no. Hold on. Собирала. Okay, that's not working. Hold on a second. Give me a chance. This is very hard to do technologically speaking. I'm going to bring it out as its own. I've got to maximize it. I wonder if I can go full screen on it. Toggle full screen. There we go. All right, I've got to look for the volume control. It's got to be low. He's got a very sad look on his face. Okay, here we go. I'm going to try this. Their group, as it turns out, was gathering kids around Lysium. Little ones from two to six to seven years old. And was bringing them into that particular place. There they got undressed on the first floor and on the second floor, the kids. They got carved up. Like discarded waste, they were either just kept in pits or taken out somewhere. And those guys, they, you know, were talking about them kids as if, as if they were slaughtering some kind of livestock, like a piglet. They were, yeah, we, we brought them in. It was like some kind of a farm. Do you understand? These implantations are sick. They took organs. I, I had heard about it, but I didn't believe it. Until seeing all of this with one's own eyes, you cannot comprehend it. But when you see it, you won't forgive, he says. Yeah, I bawled like a baby. I have to understand... When I said that I know how to fine-tune a Twitter feed, I'm not joking you. I know how to fine-tune a Twitter feed. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here is another one. Um, this is very interesting. I'm just going to play the little – it's a very short audio bite. Let me play this for you. This is something that's going to knock your socks off. Judicial Watch, FDA records show significant number of mRNA tests that rats born with skeletal <laughs> – Excuse me, skeletal deformations. Yes, you heard that right. Skeletal deformations. All right. So I thought that was a fascinating uh, testimony, and he had the papers and everything and the evidence. Uh, this one here is interesting. I I'm going to play it because I think we need to understand some of us don't. Some of us don't. When I found out about this, now this is Tucker Carlson, and he's not the only one. There's so many people out there talking about this right now. That's where Tucker gets it. But anyway, I'm going to play this for you. I don't know how long it is. I don't have a time marker, so it's probably pretty short. But let me just go ahead and see. It's really important to know about this stuff because it will help you to understand how horribly deceived the American population is. More votes than his opponents. Hold on a second. Less sense. Nixon got 17 million more votes than his opponents. He's talking about Richard Nixon. Less than two years later, he was gone. He was forced to resign. And in his place, an obedient servant of the federal agencies called Gerald Ford took over the White House. How did that happen? 
Well, it's a long story, but here are the highlights, and they tell you a lot. Richard Nixon believed that elements in the federal bureaucracy were working to undermine the American system of government. No way! He was doing that for a long time. He often said that. He was absolutely right. On June 23, 1972, Nixon met with the then CIA director, Richard Helms, at the White House. Oh, no, the CIA? During the conversation, which thankfully was tape-recorded, Nixon suggested he knew, quote, who shot John, meaning President John F. Kennedy. Nixon further implied that the CIA was directly involved in Kennedy's assassination. He's, he's talking to the CIA leader. Whoopsie-daisy. Helms' telling response? Total silence. But for Nixon, it didn't matter because it was already over. Four days before, on June 19th, the Washington Post had published the first of many stories Wapo. about a break-in at the Watergate office building. Unbeknownst to Nixon and unreported by the Washington Post, four of the five burglars worked for the CIA. All right, I'm just going to cut it at that point. The moral of the story is, you know, I was alive. I watched that stuff. I was a kid. I saw it all happening live. Everybody bought it. Look at us here in 2023. What do you know? All the things that we thought were real were fake. They've been duping us like forever. All right. Oh, And if you thought you had enough, well, guess what? Now, this is a CNN report, but I praise the Lord for this CNN report. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I can tell you that this is a deception. I'm warning. You might say, well, any any publicity is good enough publicity. And, of course, they're, they're thinking – anyway, I'm just going to play it for you. All right. Here we go. All right. Hold on. Here we go. All right, here's the report. Tuesday, President Biden's first oh. before Speaker McCarthy's new Republican majority. What will the president commercial and what does it mean for the special live coverage to listen to a reptilian rattle off lies? Everywhere he went, people challenged him. The message is stark, arresting, and backed by $100 million. That's how much organizers say is behind this campaign to market Jesus as a patient, loving, inclusive cure for our divisive time. Inclusive. Keyword. gets us. Jason Vanderground. We're trying to unify the American people around the confounding love and forgiveness of Jesus. The campaign website is filled with phrases saying, Jesus called out the toxic religious and political systems, led the protest against the walls that divide us, and broke the chains that held women in bondage. Merchandise declares Jesus was a refugee and an immigrant. All right. So there's a consortium of wonderful people out there that are going to spend $100 million to tell everybody that it's okay to be LGBT, LMNOP, and you're going to go to heaven too because Jesus loves you. But the scripture says that Jesus did not come to do anything but to bring a sword, to divide. Why did he say that? Because the rules that he was going to lay out, 90% of the people weren't going to want to follow them. That's why it says Jesus came to bring a sword. They're not going to tell anybody that. Get it? Come to our once saved, always saved church and pump the collection plate. Get it? $100 million to deceive people right into the pit. All right? Very important information. 
This is also very important information. That's why I'm hoping that Sister Elaine is being the incredibly patient, loving, kind person as always. And I'm going to play this for you. Here we go. This is about the food crisis. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Last spring in March at a press conference in Brussels, Joe Biden explained that the sanctions he was imposing against Russia while morally necessary were also going to cause food shortages around the world, including here in the United States. It's going to be real, he said. Now, Biden said this in a very odd way. There was no hint or panic, emotions you'd expect from a leader predicting the deaths of human beings from starvation. None of that. Starvation, famine. Nonchalant casualness. Biden could have been describing the weather or a trip to the dry cleaners. It's going to be real. Then, Biden continued, recounting a conversation he had with European allies. He told us all about it. When he met with the group, Biden said, they spoke about, quote, how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food shortages. All right. So anyway, so I'm on, I'm on Twitter and I just, you know, I'm just quietly in monitoring and collecting information about the end times and the radio show, et cetera, et cetera. And this pastor, his, his Twitter name was like pastor blank, blank, blank. And he's like, I don't understand why all these things are happening. Why? And then there's all these people making ridiculous comments underneath what he said. And then I just, I couldn't help myself. And I just injected. (laughs) I couldn't help myself, folks. I'm telling you, I just, I just hit my toleration point. I said, would somebody in the name of Jesus, please read Matthew 24. I'm sure by the time I said, in the name of Jesus, they were all like, he's a raving lunatic. All right, praise God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to show you something else. One, I think this might be the last one. Oh, no, gosh, there's more. I got to move quick. Hold on. Here's another one. Listen to this. Here we go. This is about them giving away. Oh, no, no. Hold on. Okay, here we go. I got to bring the volume. This one's going to be a little hard to hear, so I got to bring up volume on all, every feed, every feed. I got several volume controls and radio stats on the mixer. This is a little bit hard to hear, okay, and I'm sorry about that. Lean in very carefully. What you are going to hear is what's called the Biden bribery tapes, part two from OAN. What happened was once uh, Donald Trump, they knew Donald Trump was going to actually make it into the presidency, they freaked. And Biden called up Lukashenko, the president of Belarus, and threatened him. All right, here we go. Listen to this. November 16, 2015, two weeks after Donald Trump's victory, Joe Biden is on the phone with Poroshenko. His voice tenser now than before. This is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen. I don't want Trump to get into position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a politics where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the details. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push the, the, the private bank uh, um, to closure 
So the IMF loan comes forward. I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. Critically important. I would suggest that it's critically important for your security. It's critically important for your security. All right. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, there's that. And then you've got this thing. Why is it? Wow. It's just endless. Why is it that the United States is openly broadcasting and handing out what would normally be considered highly classified videos? In other words, when they're loading up the Abrams tank, you know, not the Abrams tanks, but the uh, the um, oh, gosh, what are these things called? The Bradleys. Okay, all this stuff, you know what they're doing? They're putting it on the Internet. They're showing so you can go to. O-S-I, type this in the duck, duck, go. O as in Oscar, S as in Sam, I as in India, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, and then another T, technical. OSINT technical. OSINT technical. Type that into duck, duck, go. And what you will discover is an actual military website operated ultimately by the Pentagon or the Pentagram, which is Satan. And uh, you will see them showing the entire world what they're doing with video, live video. And they even, they even include maps of the, the direction, the, tour, the roads they're going to use, all that stuff. And they put, make it public. They make it public. And you might say, no way. Well, here is a specialist telling this to Ron Paul on Ron Paul's podcast. Listen to this, and then we're going to bring on Sister Elena. We'll just have to wait for the rest of the stuff. Listen to this. Here we go. Tension on this is the whole, and this is a Zero Hedge headline, but that doesn't, that's sort of reinforced by the way this, this thing is being handled. Track the U.S. vessel with Bradley fighting vehicles, Bradley tanks inside. And that's really interesting because normally, at least for me, it seems a, a shipment like this, like previous shipments of weapons to Ukraine, has always kind of been under wraps. It's kind of like quiet because they don't want to advertise it. And so I was very surprised to see it very openly advertised. And in fact, I went back on Twitter to see how other people reacted to, to my reaction to it. And I was happy to see that the very first comment on this tweet was exactly what I was thinking. If you can put this up. Now, here's a tweet from OSINT Technical, and OSINT are people who look for OSINT open source intelligence and, and publish it. So these are some photos of the Bradleys being packed into a ship to send to Ukraine. I got the website OSINT wrong, Technical sorry. OSINT put Technical this up on Twitter. Them out. Uh, the first commenter said, please delete this picture. Too much intel being provided, which was exactly my first impression. I thought it very odd. But what is the source of the picture? Let's go to the next clip. This is where it gets interesting, Dr. Paul. The source of this picture is the Defense Visual Distribution Service, which is part of the Pentagon. All right. For you to find this, you need to type in Delta Victor India Delta Sierra into DuckDuckGo. Delta Victor India Delta Sierra, which stands for Defense Visual Information Distribution Service. Are you flapping kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
So basically, not only are they doing what they're doing to provoke nuclear war, et cetera, World War III, but they're showing the Russians what's coming next. You get it? Now, Representative Jim Jordan was on my highly tuned uh, Twitter feed, (laughs) and he was confused. He was like, why is this happening? You know, he's like typing this in here. I don't understand. Why is this happening? And and I just I couldn't resist. And I went in and I made a comment and I said, Representative Jim, it's controlled demolition of the country, just like 9-11. We need you to wake up. Okay, I couldn't resist, folks, but it was meant with a a heart of gold, believe me. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So hopefully you understand all those things. I still got four minutes, and then we're going to bring on Sister Elena. I know this bled over by 30, but that's okay. We're going to, you know, Lena Lena will have a full hour, and if she wants to go in overtime, that's fine with me. I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, Praise God, because what are you going to do, right? The world is just exploding right now. I think our time is really running out. But the problem is, what does that mean exactly? All right, praise God. Um, The next headline up, Fortune Magazine uh, has a headline, A Perfect Storm for the Whole Food System Right Now, One of the World's Largest Fertilizer Companies. Uh, even those in Europe is facing a food crisis. So we do know uh, that uh, this this is all very real, and it's all, it's going to result in pestilence and famine and everything. That's why I put underneath that one pastor's post on Twitter. I'm like, you know, somebody please, in Jesus' name, read Matthew 24. Uh, anyway, but anyway, sometimes it's like. Anyway, whatever. All right. Now, listen. Also, um, there was a guest, uh, and I'm looking for his name here. Um, Unfortunately, they don't have it in the description. Oh, no, they don't. Uh, he was he's a doctor. He's also a um, specialist in uh, molecular sciences and stuff. And he he was visiting the InfoWars program. And he said his conclusion after many years of study is the messenger RNA is permanent. So once it gets in and infects the cells, if you don't have the protection of the blood of Jesus, which can get you off the hook easily, um, then you have essentially uh, it's going to be – even if you have kids or whatever, it's going to be in there. Now, there's a lot of people out there that are telling people, oh, I have the formula, you see. All you got to do is take this pill, this pill, this herbal supplement, and that herbal – I would say bunk. Bunk, 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 bunk. All right. Oh, no, but this person's a Christian. They don't, they, it wouldn't be bunk from them, and they're a doctor. A doctor or what? Big toes? <laughs> okay. Anyway, a lot of times if you look into that stuff, you discover they're not as incredible as you think they are. Anyway, praise. And they mean well. They mean well. They mean well. I'm not picking on them. I'm just saying that be careful because the sources of information out there – I thought it was very suspicious that people would be out there telling everybody that if they took selenium and this particular immuno, you know, and, and this herbal supplement and this herbal supplement and a bunch of turmeric mixed with pepper and blah, 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 that it would wash away everything that Pfizer and Satan himself uh, put together to prepare the infrastructure for the handing out of the mark of the beast. Come on. You really think these entities are that dumb? Come on. Anyway, the only thing is the blood of Jesus. Okay. 
Um, also, um, that guy that got in trouble, Jordan Walker, that got busted by Veritas, that director that got, you know, that was talking in, in flippantly about how they were doing gain of function at Pfizer. Well, guess what? They mysteriously, Pfizer mysteriously made the person disappear from all of their um, employment rosters. Isn't that something? But then, interestingly, uh, Veritas came up with this brilliant idea to buy one of those LED advertising trucks and drive and put all the information on the LED advertising truck with audio playing. So there's this big old truck, big old truck, completely covered with LEDs, with moving advertisements, playing the testimony of this Jordan guy, Jordan Walker, talking about gain of function, and it's sitting. They parked the truck on the street in downtown Manhattan, playing the video over and over and over again in front of Pfizer's headquarters. You just got to love it. You can't make this stuff up. We live in interesting times, you must admit, although pretty scary. Anyway, on that note, praise Jesus. Let's go ahead and bring on Sister Elena. Sister Lena, are you there? I am here. And I'm you know, really we almost, confused. We, we, yeah, <laughs> so we, confused. We, yeah, something happened on your end, but your email was down, and you did not receive my normal SMS confirmation I text. never got yeah. your text, and, and, and Nancy yep. never got my response. Yeah, I so you're being blocked on your end. It, it's yeah. on your end. Yes, and it's because, it's because of what we're Nancy's talking in North about Carolina. Tonight. We know this because right. Nancy's in North Carolina. I'm in Tampa, Florida. So the only commonality is where you are. You know what I mean? So well, Nancy was freaking out, practically yeah. in tears this morning. I was like, I was like, Nancy, calm down. Calm, it's all right. Don't worry time. about Please it. Come. Huh? What? Yeah, well, I, I sent her a screenshot. Can you hear me? Oh, brother. Can, can you hear, hear me? Hello? I, I sent her a buddy. screenshot. Robert Duck, Robert Duck, I can hear you now. Verizon, hello, Verizon. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Um, Go for it. I sent her a screenshot of the email that I sent on Saturday morning. So that's even weirder. So. Anyway, actually, I've been getting communications. I, I think I think the evil ones are on to all of us right now. And the world of censorship is spreading to the Internet backbone, which means that they have the ability now. For example, let's say that you're using Gmail or let's say that you're using Yahoo email. Let's say that you're using MSN email. OK, Hotmail, whichever it is that you're using for your mail. doesn't matter mm-hmm. unless you only your, your own. S- now, hold on. Unless you own your own SMTP mail server, which I would wager a Jesus bet that not a one of you have, then you are using part of Satan's infrastructure. What that means is that they're monitoring. I already know this. I know they're listening to all of you. 
I don't care if you've joined Proton Mail and you think you have a secure connection. I don't care if you've installed a VPN on all of your things and you think you're getting by the system. You are not. There is no such thing as Internet anonymity. And if you think that there is, oh, I'm protected by the California uh, you know, Privacy Act or whatever the case is. No, you're not. No, you're not. Every single word that you say, everything that you do is being monitored. And if you think you can hide from it exactly. and go off grid, you have get it yourself. You're full of if you you're, did you're full of your own a voice silliness. to text, your voice to text is being recorded. It doesn't matter what everything oh, no. you do on the internet is recorded. Okay. That's why I that's why I joked for twelve years. I have listen, I, I, I play this stuff all the time. Now I haven't lately, but I mean I have like, you know here, listen to this. Boy, I used to hear that over my house every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious? Attention, Johnny Baptist. You are on the red list. Come out with your hands up. <laughs> I, I've been playing that audio bite for 12 years, folks. I've known that, you know, the likelihood that someday a couple of black, you know, SUVs are going to pull into my driveway. Like I've told people, I'm just going to say praise Jesus so much. They cat me in the head and I'm with Jesus before I even get to the oh, They can't camp. stand that. I've had them they recording every word that I've said in my house. <laughs> they they hate it when you talk about Jesus. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. I, um, I would be like singing Jesus songs at the top of my lungs. Oh, uh-huh. I did how that. I love Jesus! I'd be looking right at him. Oh, how I'd be probably headbutt right me with the back of one rifle. <laughs> They're sitting out there in their FedEx trucks with their little radar going, trying to listen to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they can they can yeah. from the chopper. A lot of people don't realize this, but they get they get this stuff. Now this don't they can just use your cell phone. But if they but let's say yeah. you put your cell phone in your basement, you pull out the battery. Which nowadays, did you ever wonder why you can't pull the batteries out anymore? But anyway, um, so anyway, let's That's pretend that you true. went to extremes. It is true, isn't it? All of them are permanently mounted batteries. That's because yeah. they need to have that. Back end power right. to be able to monitor you even when the phone is turned off because it's not really turned off. Right. So I'm sorry to tell you, but it's not. So let's pretend no, you turned off your phone. You take it down into your basement. You have a three-story house. You go to the top three, top the third story. If they really want to know what you're what, what what you're up to from miles away, they can use specialized equipment and point it at your windows. When you whisper in your house, your windows will resonate. Just enough wow. that their laser-based detection – look, I used to tell people <laughs> that I didn't exactly say it like this, so I admit my guilt. Um, the Lord knows, and I've repented and everything, but um, I didn't say it exactly like this, but I used to tell people, folks, if you understood the, 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 their technology, they could hear Saddam Hussein – you know, quietly burp five miles underground. Okay, they so can. you're not hiding from. Mm-hmm. I know. No, you're not. Mm-mm. And you know, some of this is what I'm going to be talking about. It was interesting listening to you talk because what I'm prepared is very much segueing on what you're talking about. 
they have been after this moment forever. Satan's been after it since the beginning. But, you know, the, the powers that, that be that are in now have been, you know, after this for a very long time. So the Third Reich, Klaus Schwab, you know, we say it's the Fourth Reich. No, Klaus Schwab calls it the Fourth Industrial Revolution. He uses words like reset. I don't think you should call it reset. I think you should be calling it the revealing of the man of sin because that's basically what we're dealing with. Um, There's been plenty of people with dreams. I've had my share. Um, You know, so we are in the very last seconds. But this is what I've come to talk to you about is um, technology-based mind control or, you know, the history of the mind race. You know, you've heard of the space race and the secret space program. Those are nothing compared to the race for the control of six million brains. Okay, so we've got that, or six billion, whatever it is. They want to control every brain on the planet, and they're not going to stop until they get it, and they can do it. They're, they're there right now. A lot of what you're watching right now is this, is mind control. It's either remote influence or indirect influence, or it is just flat-out technologically-based mind control, which I tend to believe is most of what we're looking at. And I'm going to go through a little bit of history here just so you know um, I am kind of a piece of this history. I've been probably at this longer than most. Um, I was originally programmed with trauma-based mind control, and then they moved into the technological Um, And I really do believe that for about 15 years, even though they tried to get at me, tried to target me, the only thing they were really able to get at were my finances. Um, They tried to get at me, and they couldn't. It wasn't until I went to one of their Christian schools, Christian CIA schools, did um, it really get bad. But anyway, so, um, you know, this mine race. They have been after to decode thought into real-time audible signals or what they call synthetic telepathy. Now, synthetic telepathy was sold to the DOD for soldiers on the field. Wouldn't it be awesome if they could communicate telepathically or On another level, and and they're actually there now, is um, with, you know, robotic hookups for the disabled. So, um, and I'm going to talk about targeted individuals a little bit. I do know that they have a label of delusional. Isn't that convenient? I've been targeted for, you know, 40, 50 years. I didn't even realize. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's there's targeted individuals. No, they're not delusional. They are the canaries in the coal mine. And if you get a chance, you ought to listen to some of them because they're telling you what technologies they're going to use on everybody, and they're probably already using it on a lot of you, and you don't know it. So um, a little bit about me, like I said, I have trauma-based mind control. My father was um, very high up um, in the, it was a military contractor, uh, electrical engineer, um, a lot of 
elbow rubbing um, with secret space people and underground bases and all that stuff. He was also um, deeply involved in the occult. Um, so there was a, a lot of that. And he was climbing the corporate ladder of the uh, general contractor, you know, that whole military defense, you know, the contractors. That's a very, very competitive field. So, And you do not advance in that field unless you are willing to sacrifice your family. So and maybe there's some that don't, and they always mix a few of those in, but most of them are compromised at this point. Um, I've been taken off planet. I was used in the Montauk time travel experiments. Um, I have dealt with so many different supernatural events. And, you know, I've, horror movies are boring to me because I've had them in my backyard. I've been shot at, like Phil Schneider was shot at. Now, it didn't hurt me, but it blew out all the glass on my porch. So, I mean, I have faced off with both the human and the non-human and the partially human ones for a long time now. So um, a lot of this whole mind control thing also involves devils. They start messing with the human mind. They have a lot of unforeseen um, consequences anyway. So I want to talk a little bit about their weapons about, what, you know, their mind control weapons. And I, I wanted to bring up a little story that I had to tell you. Um, I had met um, this really nice, he was a trucker. His name was Paul when I was down in Arkansas. He had been in Vietnam. He was a sharpshooter. And, you know, the subject came up because I was dealing with it. Um, you know, what what would you do if you were confronted by some of this? And he was sure he was just going to shoot him at, you know, whatever his capability was. I said, you can't do that. You can't shoot them. Are you really thinking that a rifle going to keep you protected when they've got a poison dart and you can't see them? By the way, they've used those on me. They have poison darts with different pathogens on that can either kill you or give you a heart attack or a disease. Or um, Actually, they have um, a really special weapon called scopalamine, and you blow that in somebody's face, you basically have a zombie that will do whatever you say. It's so bad that there was warnings put out, people traveling down to um, South America, they called the Devil's Breath. They did a movie about it some years ago about a Harvard anthropologist that went to, I believe it was Haiti, um, to study this particular substance. Well, why? Because the Department of Defense wanted to weaponize it. So I think he was down there in the 40s or 50s. I don't really remember. I do know that they made a horror movie, Wes Craven, made a horror movie called The Serpent and the Rainbow. And um, if that's the real story, probably not, you know, because they sensationalize everything. But I believe it's also a book. So they do have a mind control drug that the amnesic effects of this are so powerful 
that people wake up the next morning after having some of this blown in their face or put in their drink or whatever, however they administer it, they wake up, they have cleaned up their bank accounts, their apartment, and given away their car too. And they have no memory of how that happened. Now, that is just a wonderful description of what happens when they pull up an altar and you have amnesic barriers. They rob you blind. They take from you whatever they want. They use you however they want to use you, and then you have no clue that they've done this to you. For me, I was in my 50s before I figured out this had happened to me. So, anyway, this mind race, they're very serious about, and they've been doing it for a long time. Um, in 1940, I believe, they began the MK monarch experiments. And by the end of World War II, we had an entity in this country called OSS, Office of Strategic Services, which eventually became the CIA. And um, a lot of the documents from this time have been shredded. So under this uh, OSS or, you know, CIA, we brought over under Project Paperclip, and I know Johnny's had guests on and he himself have talked about it. We brought over over a thousand of their research scientists, doctor people that were all you know, get it. But what they were told was, here's as much money as you can spend. Bring me back supernatural results. What are they looking for? Well, they're looking to control the entire planet. And so this is the very beginnings of mass mind control. You talked about Richard Helms. I call him the document shredder. He. He's the one that was able to sh- to shred all that. So underneath the the OSS and the CIA, which you know it's now the CIA, we have MK Ultra, we have MK Search, we had Project Artichoke and Project Bluebird, and you know they give dates on this. Don't believe them. Quite frankly, if they can. A project in the military they never can it what they do is they pass along the results to another project and that's exactly what they did with these underneath these there was 149 sub projects um, for instance um, sub project 119 was um, remote electronic control of the human mind and one of the subprojects also included brain implants. I think we've seen, you know, the Delegato horrible pictures of what he did to that little monkey. Um, so how did they do this? How did they do this? Well, the CIA funding went to front companies, legit medical students, legit medical educational schools, legit medical studies, and here's the big one, and they're still doing it, is the universities. I myself was trained at Rutgers. I lived within walking distance of Rutgers University. 
I, I, I just read a Harvard professor calling today for the total elimination of the white race, that we all need to be murdered. Now, where have we seen that before? Hitler, gas chambers, and now we have a woman professor at one of the most prestigious schools in the United States calling for the death of an entire race of human beings, and nobody bats an eyelash. How are they doing this? What happened to our humanity? How are they doing this? Well, I'm going to explain it to you. Um, In my case, and, and I find this so interesting, I was used a lot in the super soldier programs. Uh, remote viewing was the main one they used me in. I find that to be fascinating because one of the areas that they were exploring was something called remote influencing. What is remote influencing? Well, it's when you're trying to um, influence a group of people from a distance or maybe just a few people. Well, isn't that what prayer does? Isn't that what witchcraft does? Now we have like the Department of Defense trying to legitimize the occult, and that's exactly what they were doing. Meanwhile, the soldiers are going to church on Sunday morning called Remote Influence, and yes, they were very much interested in this interacting with another individual from a distance. Well, I had that when I had every coven, you know, in the country, all over my backyard and in my neighborhood stalking me. Yeah, so they were trying to influence me as well. I just kept singing scripture. Um, Remote viewing is, and I'm just going to go ahead and give you a definition for it because I'm not going to assume that anybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, is the ability to see a location without being there. Johnny, you talked about endpoints. Very interesting, (laughs) because that's exactly what they're doing. Every person's a node, and endpoint mapping is very important to these people. So that's what GPS is. This is what, you know, the whole surveillance thing is, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, So some of these weapons are pretty extreme, and nobody is going to fix that with a shotgun. Now, what guns do do, and, and, and I, I will say this, and even the Japanese emperor in World War II said that they wouldn't invade America because there's a gun behind every blade of grass. So it is a deterrent, but it's not going to help you because the next war, which we're in right now, World War III, is very much a supernatural war. Sure, you're going to have some of your, your you know, you'll, you'll have your nukes, you'll have some of that stuff, but they're going to be joined by their friends, and they're already being joined by their friends. The UFO sightings for the last month have been off the charts, and I'm one to watch these because of my background. They are just in your face. Where I used to see transparent orbs, they're solid now. They just look like hanging stone balloons. They look like hanging cannonballs. 
They're just in your face. They, there are people now, and, and, you know, I saw quite a bit of this back early, like 2011, 12, there was, you know, people posting this and then it got, it just stopped for a while. But right now they're showing up in droves. Whole fleets of them are being recorded by people and, oh yes, that's swamp gas. (laughs) Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. Um, So. One of my programming programming methodologies was something called TAMI, Thought Amplification Mind Interface. This was a precursor to something called MIND, and that was a precursor to an electronic brain interface. So what, what did we do with this program? I was put in a closet and I was handed Disney records and Disney children's books. And I would spend the entire day in the closet listening to the records and reading the books. And I look back now and I didn't, I didn't, those weren't even anything that really interested me, but I found myself consuming these books like crazy. And of course you get a lot of attention and pats on the back for being a reader But what were they doing? They were using EEG to map my thoughts is what they were doing. And that's exactly what they're doing. They found out that it was possible through EEG that you could detect people's thoughts remotely. There was, actually, I'll give you a patent number. It's U.S. patent 3951134, and it was in 1974. That was the first one. The next one, I believe, was in 1976. I was trying to, like, jot this down while you were talking. All right. So um, basically the way this works is they have these incoming signals that entrain with the brain's inherent electrical frequencies. So in other words, you have a frequency. You have an electronic signature. So these incoming signals connect with you. And by the way, while you're sitting there reading on the computer or your phone or any of that, what they did to me with those little records and those little books, they can do with you. It's so much easier. <laughs> Some of these technologies coming out of your your devices. But anyway, so then a waveform is sent back to you. A waveform, it never dissipates. You can send a waveform out into space, and it just keeps going forever. So when the incoming signals entrain with your signals, a waveform is then sent back to the receiver, demodulated, displayed, and amplified. And that's exactly what they were doing with me as they were learning about that. And so the final project was called Brain electromagnetic wave augmentation, um, reading and entrainment systems. And I believe that this is being used on college campuses and universities all over the world, but particularly in the United States. And you will see this in absolute, you know, living color with some of these young students that are in 
a facility of higher learning and absolutely cannot debate anything. They are so entrained to believe whatever thing that they are being beamed with that they can't even debate. And I'm going to give you one other project, one of these sub-projects. They found that sending two separate signals at the, the frontal lobes and the temporal lobes of, uh, you know, somebody's mind, they could actually cause a man to think he's a woman and a woman to think he's a man, and they thought that was wonderful. A couple of the questions they were trying to answer in their studies was, can we get somebody to deny their own beliefs? Nothing more fundamental than gender. The next thing they're trying to get you to deny that's very important to them is your Christian belief system, your, your Christian belief um, philosophies. So learning how to do this was the biggest thing they were doing at Montauk. Those giant, giant round antennas and all the different ones, Montauk, they beamed just call a number into Manhattan just for fun. Call a number. Six, seven hundred people called. And they went, aha, <laughs> that's how we're going to do this. So, um, yeah. All right. So um, when they take this waveform and they demodulate it, display it, and then they route it back to a computer. And from there, we have something called microwave hearing and this is where auditory harassment comes in. I can't tell you how many people I've heard discuss helicopters over their home. I'm one of them. When I first got down to Arkansas, it was every 15 minutes. It scared me to death. But I could never see it. I could never see the helicopter. That's because it was auditory harassment. I was being targeted with that. So there was a fella by the name of Robert, get this, Mullock, <laughs> as in Mullock with an A. It's spelled M-A-L-E-C. You can look this up, by the way. Robert Mullock, he wanted to know that after a waveform is demodulated, could it be used to produce a compensating signal to produce a desired change in personality. Are you serious? I mean, let's just stop right here. We are so tech-saturated that if you were to say this to somebody in the 70s, they would have had a fit or they would have told you you were on drugs. Here we just go, oh, really? Isn't that interesting? They call this EEG entrainment. They did this to me. And right now they got the capability to do this to billions of people. They're very, very cheap. It doesn't cost anything. They just beam them from the satellites. Also, if you are somebody that has a few dollars, 
you can buy this technology. You can get somebody's electro signature and start targeting them. And some of those people that that's happening to, can I think I've talked about them on Johnny's show before. Um, there's a, a young man, he goes, well, I'm not. I guess he's young to me. Um, he just goes by the name of Targeted Individual, and you can find him on YouTube. And he does a pretty good job of setting up his devices and catching um, the perpetrators in the middle of what they're doing. So you can look him up. The other one that talks about this is, I um, can't remember his last name, but he worked for one of these companies. His first name is Brian. Johnny, you probably know who he is. I'm I'm trying to remember his last name, Brian, it'll come to me, but okay. So they also wanted to know if they could use EEG entrainment to simulate auditory and visual hallucinations so the subject can perceive holograms. Now, I always somehow knew they were trying to do this to me. That's why I took the pictures. Does the camera see? I mean, if it's in me, the camera can't see it. It just made sense to me. So in my case, it was more than just these technologies, and this is what I'm trying to say. These technologies are going to be coupled with the demonic realm. You can count on that. And that's why I'm saying it's going to be a supernatural war. This past month, oh, guess what? I had COVID again. We caught it in the hospital. Um, at the beginning of the month, um, my husband is in advanced late-stage congestive heart failure and liver failure and, you know, emergency, had to go to the hospital. And I went to visit him and came out with COVID. The day after I did the last show, I got so sick. But when I was sick with the COVID, I saw a two-foot spider on my wall. Now, I didn't have a fever at the time. I didn't have a fever. So I'm wondering if whatever is in that pathogen can cause visual hallucinations or if that really was a devil. I rebuked it. I don't care. Just get out. If I have a thought form that's creating a devil, it needs to go anyway. So, I mean, I just don't play games with it. If it's, if it's not real, it can still be rebuked, even if it's only for me. Um, anyway. So there is a, you can look this up. I did. You can still get it on the Internet. It's an article that was written in 1995 by a Dr. Persinger, P-E-R-S-I-N-G-E-R. And the name of the article is on the possibility of directly accessing every human brain by electromagnetic induction and fundamental algorithms. How about that? 1995. Yeah. If you wonder why people have gotten so wonky, so whack, Look around at some of the towers and understand some of it's coming from that. More of it's coming from the satellites. And all of it is coming from our governments. 
I believe a lot of those, what's the word they use um, in Australia, yankers or something, well, I, I believe some of them are just puppets. And they are being broadcast to what they should and shouldn't say. And whether they're aware of it or not, I tend to think that there are some that are and some that aren't. They like to mix it up. So what is all this about? What is, you know, first we have the monarchs and the trauma bay. And, you know, I had the displeasure of reading um, about some of the the sexual trauma-based mind control. Not every monarch has been through that. But the one that I read came through the Catholic Church. This doesn't surprise me. And for goodness sakes, perversion as at all time, flood stage. So for whatever reason, these mind control technologies are very concerned with broadcasting perversion. So that should tell you who really is in charge of them. So um, now I have described the problem and there's one more. And this is, again, all of what I'm describing to you tonight, including my life, are government research projects. Now, I'm not downplaying it. I'm actually very angry that my life has been stolen from me for reasons of national security, uh, for the Department of Defense, so my father could, you know, climb the corporate ladder. And, and again, I find it very, very interesting that, you know, all of these, the remote viewing, the remote influencing, the time travel, the space program, all of this is all connected but they seem to find a home in worldwide worldwide mind control. Oh, I knew what I was going to do. <laughs> While I was at it, I was going to give you my blog, some of my research, and some of my experience around the Pope.com. That's me. Okay, so another research um, your audio is breaking up. Is it breaking up? Your audio. Is, um, I don't is know if you're walking around now? with your cell phone in your hand, but the whole the no, whole time you were saying, well, something happened. Something happened. Yeah, you know, maybe it was. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, Putin flying around in a little Enki spaceship above your house or something. But I'm just here to tell you that you were toast. You were like, I'm like going. Uh, you're, that ain't making it over the air. You know, realms of hope. Dot. Is it WordPress. Dot com. Hope. Dot com. Yeah. Huh. It's WordPress dot what? Realms of Hope dot what? I forget. Here, I'll look it up for you. Hold on a second. That's my thing. Realms of Hope um, dot there it is dot word WordPress 
Uh, let's see if it's .com or not. That's it. We're realmsofhope.wordpress.com. And let me tell you, folks, you want to be busy for like a year? <laughs> there you go. That's a, that's, you're going to learn more than you ever bargained for. Praise God. So are you there? Can you, are you, is your audio fixed or the, is, it, is that helicopter still above your head? I don't hear you. I do not hear Elena no more. Hear me now. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I just heard you now. Okay, because if if it happens again. Now, 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 now. I'm holding it right next to my router. You know what? I'm going to call you back. Can I do that? Sure, but but also you want what you want to do is find a wire coat hanger and stick it in your left ear, because that helps sometimes too. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I gotta wait for her to call back. Ah, who said Christians can't have fun? All right, hold on. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Waiting for her to dial back in. Ah, there's her number. All right, here we go. We're going to press the button. Ready? Get set. Go! Are you there? Hello? I'm here. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? 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 Is this our friend, the mind Hello? control person? Is this the mind okay. control the mind person can, speaking? Can you hear me? Isn't we can hear you, me? but we're worried oh. that our minds are being controlled. <laughs> We, we've been looking at this strange website called Realms of Hope, and now we don't have an awful lot of hope left. <laughs> we have none left at all. So I know, I'm trying and, to get into I will, the I will burp in your general the... vicinity. <laughs> okay. Anyway, how'd you go? All right. So now I'm trying to get into this last project called Targeted Individuals which I have been one. There's a lot of us out there. And this is what they intend to do to everybody that does not agree with them, okay? There's a handful of them right now that's growing. So let me go through the steps. First, they're selected. Why are they selected? That is entirely up to the person that is running the the project doing this research project on targeted individuals can pick whoever they want sometimes they're handed names sometimes they just pull them up the people they don't like somebody in your office that stood you up one time or you know a, a, a girl that walked away from you instead of staying with you you know anything um and they have found this that a large percentage of targeted individuals are female. And most of them report drug-facilitated rape and sexual assault. So after the target is selected and drugged and all the things that they do, and they're beginning to realize that their life is beginning to go down the tube, then they're under surveillance. That's part two then the individual will get a background check, a credit check. They will check everything. They will go to their neighbors. They will go to their job. They will go everywhere. And many, many times when they're collecting data 
will also begin to destroy the target. So when they call to get information, maybe, you know, from a job or something, they will then lay down false information. And then, you know, every bit of data that's collected, and this is what I'm trying to say, will be used to control, defame, isolate, and target that person. Now, Johnny, you talk about, you know, (laughs) highly specialized Twitter feed. I have several on mine that are targeted individuals, and they are going through every bit of it, from the electronic to the directed energy weapons, and I haven't even gotten to those yet. The directed energy weapons that I have woke up with burns and bruises all over my body, um, you know, heating up the skin, you know, microwave hearing, where they're planting thoughts in your head, you know, all of that is now with the TIs. But I guess the point is they want this for the entire planet. They want to be able to triangulate on you no matter where you are. You have a device in your phone, but eventually they're going to be able to get you. Johnny talked about that at the beginning of the show. They'll have a tattoo. They they had these 15 years ago. They're digital tattoos. They, they were able to do those 15 years ago. Now they hook you into the graphene in your body. Oh yeah, and they you're a walking, talking computer. Every bit of data they mine out of you will go into their digital currencies. And once you don't agree with them. They will shut you down. You won't have a penny to your name. You won't be able to buy, sell, nothing. Prepare now. Get yourself ready now. But all of that aside, this is the point of what I have to say. I've been through all of it. I've been through the trauma-based mind control. It took me out of my bed every night when I was a, a child. It took me to Montauk when I was five and six and seven. I was ripped out of my bed by gray aliens and reptilians and military people. I was taken off planet. I was taken into these bases. I, was, I mean, I was hurt badly. And then when I got born again, a lot of that stopped until I went to one of their Christian schools. And then they began loading me up with the tech. And they began layering that down starting in the 90s. And they do, they layer it in. They use pathogens, they use devices, they use, they use a lot of things. They use uh, witches and warlocks. They use electronic witchcraft. So they, they start in, they're Christian schools. Don't go to these. Don't go to these. Open a Bible. Get a library of, of good resource books. Teach yourself. Don't go to their schools. Their schools are completely corrupted. If you don't want to believe me, I can direct you to three or four other survivors that were used by some of these big-name preachers like Kenneth Copeland, and I'm going to call him out right now. She saw him in rituals. 
No, 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 we don't, we can't do that. Yeah, no, we can't do that. No, the Lord has forbade me to name names ever, ever. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's a, yeah, I'm sorry. No calling anybody out. Sorry. Can't do it. Yeah, just go ahead and continue. No names. Do not mention names. Okay. Okay. Okay, Well, she did. She named him to me. She named him to me. I know. And a lot of people will be sent to hell because they named people. So let's just avoid that. Okay. Because we are to just, you know. I'm well, just, don't go I'm trying school. to help you out here. Just don't. Okay. Yeah. Don't no, go that's good. School. Just pick it right up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, for okay. example, let me, no, okay. let me give you an example. Let, let, please. Let me give you an example. There is a particular individual out there that the whole, all the conspiracy theorists, Christians that are out there that for, for whatever, I, I'm not going to say anything good, bad, ugly, or indifferent about them. Everybody has to go through their learning curve. But there are, I you know, without naming the name, there is a very, very famous, extremely well-known Christian, and he was into prosperity doctrine. He's been caught on tape saying some pretty bad things, and Christians are very judgmental. And when Jesus said, judge not that you be judged, he meant it. He meant every word, and you will be judged. You will be judged. You will be judged. Okay. It's not optional. Okay. I normally right. now, don't do that. that. But... Lena, I'll give you extra time, but you've got to let me finish. All right. Hold on. Now, listen. This man, I'm not going to mention his name, but he is extremely popular amongst evangelical Christians. And the conspiracy theorist Christians that believe that they've woken up decided that they're going to rat him out. So they all started going out, putting up YouTube videos and showing all the bad things this guy got caught saying behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff, all right? Now, check it out. Listen to this. I was on the phone with a pastor that's been on this program multiple times. He's a personal friend of mine. We used to do a divine healing and deliverance show together. He's still a friend of mine. He was at a Todd White revival in Orlando. And I received a phone call from him on a Saturday night. He said, Todd White and several of us are delivering people on the stage right now, and we have an individual that we know is possessed, but we can't get the demons out. What's wrong? And I said, you're dealing with satanic ritual abuse, and you will not be successful. And he's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I so now hold on. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I beg you. So this is vitally important for everybody to hear. Vitally important. So what happened was I coached him on what was going on. Todd White is on the stage live at this revival. This actually happened for real. I'm telling you the, the, the actual testimony. Now, while this is happening, behind the curtain of the stage – this individual that all the conspiracy Christians were bad-mouthing, judging, putting YouTube videos up, telling everybody he's a rotten this and rotten that, let me tell you what happened. This pastor that was on the phone with me while Todd White was delivering people on the stage said he saw that very same pastor on his knees, bawling like a baby, begging God to forgive him. Guess who's going to be judged? 
all the Christians with their YouTube videos. When they stand before that beam of judgment seat, they are not going to make it, folks. They're not going to make it. That's why Jesus told us, do not judge. Now, I'm not saying that what Elena is saying or that her sources are incorrect. That's not my point. My point is that God himself audibly told me, do not mention names. And I just about pooped my panties. Okay, so this program does not mention names Okay, so I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. I wish somebody had warned me about not going to that school that I went to because it really did explode my life. I mean, it made a mess out of my life. So how do you warn people without calling out names? Because particularly some of them have names and schools after them. Sweetie, precious one of Jesus, I need you to hush up a second so I can give you the, the, the admonition from God. Here's how you do it. I've been doing this for 12 years. I know what I'm talking about, and I know my admonishment, okay. and I listen to the Father. Listen close. You do exactly as David Wilkerson did. David Wilkerson in his entire ministry, lifetime, never mentioned one name. What he did was he described the behavior. He described what you would see. He described the characteristics of the dynamics of the place. He helped them understand Uh, how to be able to detect it, how to be able to know that it was a lie, how to be able to – the characteristics. But he never, ever, ever mentioned the name. Because somehow God had imparted upon David Wilkerson the same thing. I woke up. At, I used. I have written over 420 articles on tribulation now. So, you, so if you want to keep yourself busy until Jesus comes, you can go there. Tribulation now. Tribulation now. Dot org, and also go to realmsofhope.wordpress.com. But I'm just letting you know, folks. Listen, I would do almost all my article writing at 4 a.m. in the morning. I woke up. I was walking over to my double vanity to wash up and stuff so that I could go in and start my article, 4 a.m. And I was going to rat out a particular pastor who I was absolutely convinced was part of the Illuminati. And he even had a one of those all-seeing eye, Rosicrucian, lit-up, digital displays behind his pulpit. I had the goods on this guy big time. And I was going to rat him out. I was going to write an article, publish it. I had thousands. I had thousands and thousands of people that would come to the website all the time. We, when we started this radio show 12 years ago, we had almost 40,000 listeners a night. I mean, a, a show. Now, listen. Now, some of those might have been bots and stuff and whatever. I don't know. But here's the thing. I was standing at my double vanity. I knew exactly what I was going to write in that article, and I heard the voice of God. Do not speak bad about my people. And I said, I agree with holy that. crap. And I was like so afraid. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was – I shook you know, in my knees. And then it happened again because I, I made a – I cracked a joke. I cracked a joke on Facebook. That's all I did. I just cracked a joke. 
there was somebody that was a well-known Christian that said something that was kind of dorky, and I put a little picture of that that little black kid that said, what are you talking about, Willis? You know, I forget, you remember that back in the day. Well, you know, what you talking about, Willis? Well, I put that little picture of that, and I, it was like a meme. And I put it underneath uh. the Christian's comment, which was absolutely ridiculous and silly. And I put that on there. And I, what are you talking about, Willis? And I thought it was funny. No, God did not like that. I had to take it immediately down. Facebook is going to send so many Christians to hell, you cannot believe it. So I beg people not to go there to do their ministries. I beg them Johnny, to stay that away from Johnny, that is the that. first time I have ever used a name. Listen to, but the reason listen I did Broderick, that. Broderick, listen to Broderick Pickens. I, I, I don't want to steal, because like I, I said, you. you can go in over. I don't Folks, like listen, calling names. Call I'm, in now. Not my way. Call, even while Elaine is talking, if you'll hear my voice, call right now, 319 527 Six zero two zero. We are going to go into overtime, and if you are listening to the live stream, the live stream will go dark in four minutes. You have four minutes to call three one nine five two seven six zero two zero three one nine five two seven six zero two zero. Call it now, or the live stream will go dark on you in three minutes. Okay, if you want to listen. Now, if you're going to listen to the podcast, that's a whole different story. But anyway, in, real quick, if you want to hear the testimony that will send, put the fear of God in you, listen to, type this in to DuckDuckGo, Roderick, like it sounds, O-R-D-E-R-I-C-K, Roderick Pickens, P-I-C-K-E-N-S. He is a, he is currently now a black pastor, which who cares if he's black, red and yellow, black and white, who cares? But I, I just want you to know that you got the right guy. And you need to find his testimony. I'm going to tell you right now what it is because I want you people to listen to it, Dagnabbit. Okay, so hold on a second. Let me type it in. Roderick, Roderick Pickens. Okay, I hope I spelled I that right. Yes. You got it? All right, mm-hmm, now what mm-hmm. – uh, no, there's a couple of Roderick Pickens. we got to find the one on YouTube. Rod Pickens, Roderick Pickens. Let me see if I can find him. We got Gosh, Rod Pickens. They might have taken him – what if they took him down? The house um, – there it, he is. No, he's on YouTube. He's a prophet. Rod Pickens hold prophet. On. Hold on. I, but he's got hundreds of YouTubes, and if you don't get the right one, you're going to waste your time. Um, hold on. i got to give you the right one. Otherwise, you're going to – it's a lose-lose situation, and you're going to be so sad you didn't hear this. Roderick Pickens. Okay, I got it right here. I'm bringing it up. Okay. Ah, the name of it is – the name of – we're going to go into overtime in two minutes from now. So, again, 319-527-6020, 319-527-6020. The title of the, the YouTube you must listen to when you type in Roderick Pickens is Terrifying Out-of-Body Experience of Judgment Day by Rod Pickens. He was put in the line at the Bema Judgment Seat of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he physically saw Jesus casting YouTubers and Facebook people, Christians, into hell, not because they did... The thing is, Jesus will hold you accountable for other Christians going to hell. Jesus will hold you 
accountable for other Christians going to hell. And Roderick saw Jesus throwing Christians into hell at the Bema judgment seat. Okay, you need to hear this testimony. It will scare, it ought to scare you. If it doesn't scare you, there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry, but there is. All right. Anyway, praise God. Now, we've got one minute before we go into OT. Please call in if you're listening to the live stream or otherwise pick up the rest of the program on the uh, 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 podcast. All right. God bless you all. And we're back to Elena. Sorry. Sorry for the interruption, but it's such a huge issue because I can't say the name of the the pastor, but he – yeah, it's all right. I understand, but gotcha. I'm giving. Please, gotcha. Describe what it gotcha. looks like. Describe what the people look like. Describe the behaviors. Describe what gotcha. they're teaching. Describe what the building looked like. But don't mention names because that's where you, we gotcha. get in trouble. Okay. All right, gotcha. Yeah, right, well, you know, that would be so ironic. You know, here's a pastor telling people about Jesus, but if you say his name when he's been acting like a hypocrite, you can go to hell. And not just a hypocrite. Because he turns around, if he turns around and repents, you're the one who's right. guilty, not him. Right. Watch out. Well, you're out. not supposed to slander. I, begged, I, I brought on people. I brought on people on this program that have been taken to heaven. Okay, they had an out of they, they they died. They were taken to heaven. They had an incredible testimony, and I have caught them. Oh my gosh. Oh. There must be at least a half a dozen of them, maybe 10 of them that are on Facebook, and they're fighting with each other and calling each other names. And, and, and oh, we my don't gosh, they don't realize they're basically completely destroying their eternity if they make it at all. That's what Jesus meant when he said they will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, have we not done this in your name? Have we not done that in your name? Just because you've been taken to heaven doesn't guarantee you diddly. That to whom right. who much has been given, right. much will be required. Okay, you don't get a hall pass because you had a supernatural experience. So anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus. I hopefully I gave you a little bit of the fear of God because if I did that, I did my job. Thank you, Father. Anyway, back to you, Sister Elena. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I I do not believe in slandering anybody. I think that's evil. And you know, I wouldn't have brought the name up but I know this person well enough to tell you that she was very hurt and, and, and what do I mean by hurt I mean used in a ritual and that's serious stuff in God's house so I will not bring up that name again so thank you Johnny for that um, the reason I wanted to tell you about all of these things is because they're weapons Your mind is a battlefield, and you, every single day, are being bombarded with signals, ELF, DLF, microwave, electromagnetism. Now, all of those things are inhabited by devils, and this is the world that we walk through. This is the world that we have to get through. Now, I can tell you for a fact that the name of Jesus works. That when you are being attacked by all these different things, now, he won't take it away from you. He will not 
taken away from you, so you don't have ringing in your ears, or you don't have the weird white and red cars following you around, you don't have all of that going on. I mean, you will still have that going on, but you will. He will walk you um, through Rick, it. Oh, you dropped out he will, again. He well, you're walk, under attack tonight. I know. Yeah, I know. You're under I know. heavy attack. Uh, Real heavy. I have been. I have been for the last 30 days. It's really been rough. But anyway, so he will walk you through it, but he will not necessarily stop it. And this is hard because I don't understand why he won't stop it. And when you're being bombarded with this stuff, and I haven't even gotten to all the weapons yet. I haven't gotten to the insect with their payloads. You're going to tell me you're going to keep a gnat out of your house with a payload of poison? And that's, you're going to get that gnat with your gun? No, it's not going to work that way. It just isn't. So, um, but I have seen the Lord kill a whole bunch of them in anointing oil. That was around my doorpost. Will it bring back my career that was destroyed by the stalking? No. Will it fix my reputation with the doctor who filled out a bunch of lies on my medical stuff? So I can't, I can't even get as much of an aspirin if I go to the emergency room. But then again, I don't need their stuff. I don't need their doctors because I have my doctor, Jesus. And if I happen to need a doctor, I'm pretty sure the Lord can bring me one. Um, Did he take it away when they killed my pets? No. Did he take the pain? Yes. And so we have to walk through some of the suffering. And, And this is, a question I have a lot for God, why? I mean, it's 60 plus years of this, isn't it enough? Right. I'm two years old and Mengel is, you know, torturing me. I, come on, this has got to stop eventually. No, it hasn't. At this point, I feel that, okay, whatever it was designed to do, it didn't work for the enemy. And for the Lord, all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So I'm okay. I'm all right. He's going to take these things and use them for my benefit. Now, there is a number of you out there listening that are targeted. There is only one thing, only one, that's going to get you through it. And you have one job. We all do, those of us that love Jesus. We are to occupy to survive until Jesus comes. That's our job. We have one job. And and surviving when the Lord is walking you through it is what you're you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be fine. The fact that you're listening to us right now is part of your preps. That's part of being prepared. What Johnny told you what not to do if you want to get into heaven and don't want to go to hell those are all real that's gold those are nuggets so 
as I was being bombarded by UFOs and being shot at with weapons that blew out all the glass on my porch and, you know, getting bit up by things I didn't understand and, you know, finding bugs made out of metal in, in my house. And, you know, this is just the beginning of, of a long line, a long list of stuff that I'm not going to bore you with. Most of your targeted individuals can tell you the same. You walk me through it. And even when they tried to give me a heart attack in my sleep, he showed up and spoke to me in an audible voice that said, because she loves me. Straight out of Psalm 91. So your weapons are not guns. Your weapons are not, they're not physical. But they are mighty to pulling down these strongholds. And you have, I think, to be in this stronghold, to see it pulled down. And I did. I saw the Lord come to my defense again and again and again. They stole my little girl. They were going to sacrifice her to Satan. Gabriel brought her back. I cried out to God. He brought my child back. And so this is the case with targeted individual. And Christian, you are going to be targeted. If you're not, you're not doing your job. If you're not targeted, something's wrong. And I'm not talking to this, you know, extent. There's some of us have been through the very worst of it. I mean, they rolled out everything on me down there in Arkansas. You name it, they rolled it out. And when they couldn't get at me, they went after my children. So none of this stuff in this world is worth losing your salvation over. None of the stuff, even, even on your perpetrators that you just, it's really hard not to be furious at them. You know, nobody wants to be robbed or, or have somebody destroy you professionally or physically. Nobody wants that, but you must Christian walk in forgiveness You want to utilize the protection of the Lord. You have to walk in forgiveness towards your perpetrators. You have to walk in forgiveness to um, those that spitefully use you. That's what you have to do. And and it's maddening. It's not easy. I would be lying if I said it was easy to do. No, it's not easy to do. You wake up at 2 in the morning and you have memories of people raping you when you were a child and that person was supposed to be taking care of you. How do you not hate that person? By the power of God. And then, but then um, um, you realize that that is your only your only hope. Um, oh. um you know what, Johnny? My toilet my daughter just exploded the toilet. We have a flood. I'm gonna have to hang up.
I got it. Johnny. Johnny. I got to go. Johnny. Oh, my gosh. I'm one guy. I got dogs in a 2,000-square-foot house. You got to go? Okay. Okay. I, I ran as fast as I could. Bunch of water in my ceiling. My daughter exploded my toilet, so I got water everywhere. Oh, no. So you gotta I'm run, be up run, run, run. Another couple hours cleaning, cleaning run, run, this blood. All right. I'm all telling right. you, I've had, Bye, I've had stuff like that happen to me. All right. God bless you. I told you you were all under right. attack. I knew hey. it. All right. God bless I you. Thank it. you so much. Please keep me in prayer. Bye. <sighs> okay. All right. Whew. Man, I'm out of shape. I had to, my dogs were looking at me like, we're going to take a very large moment on your carpet and you're not going to like us very much. And I thought, okay, well, uh, Elaine is going for it. Uh, I got to run downstairs real quick. And of course, I'm in a battle right now because we're having the coldest winter on record in 37 years in Tampa Bay. Um, there has never been, in my recollection, and I'm certain of it, uh, a winter that has been consistently this cold, um, in, particularly in the evenings, um, in 37 years. Hasn't, has, I'm telling you, forget about it. Not even close. Now, of course, nobody's going to, you know, the news, the weather service, a lot of people don't know this, but the weather service about was bought out by the Rothschild long, long, long time ago. I covered it you know, about 10 years ago. And there were all kinds of weather people that were coming out and they even formed, they have like this group, you know, they belong to like a, I don't know what you call it. It's like a consortium, you know, they, you know, the, the, you know, the, the grand gathering of all meteorologists or whatever. And they sign up and they're part of this, like, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, but like a, it's almost like a union. And, um, and they were, they were sending letters to the union complaining because the station managers were forbidding them to use certain words like biblical proportions and apocalyptic and stuff like that, because that's the words they were using, because those were the right words to describe exactly what was happening from a weather standpoint. So they would look out and see like, you know, eight tornadoes at the same time. And they go like, well, this has never happened since before the beginning of the earth. And of course, you know, the Rothschilds had bought out, I believe it was the Rothschilds. Yeah. Yeah. They had, wait a minute, let me think. But anyway, they had uh, they had bought out the a third of the yeah it's Rothschild. Um, they had bought out a, a third of the weather service stock or something like that, and they had this like gazillion dollar investment in it, and that allowed to have them to have like a WEF level controlling interest in how the weather was portrayed. So, you know, of course, they, being the Satanists that they are, part of the global Santana crime syndicate, uh, call it what you want to call it, the Great Reset, New World Order, whatever. You know, they, it's, it's, just, it's just Satan by another name. They, um, they knew that Planet X was coming. They started killing people in the 1990s over Planet X. Planet X was a common household term. It was on Scientific American. It was on like a half a dozen major uh, uh, scientific and, and astronomy articles and, and magazine periodicals all throughout the 80s. It was People used to just chatter about it and talk about it, and they would say things like, oh, well, it's not supposed to even get close to us for another 50 years, and I'm going to be long gone by then. What do I care about it? 
Well, when th- then ding, 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 all of a sudden the 1990s came along, and um, uh, it, the, the, the Admiral Her- Harrington, who is the uh, who was the head. Pr- guy, the head guy of the United States Naval Observatory, so he was highly respected in the astrophysicist realm, you know, highly, highly respected. Well, he had met personally with Zechariah Sitchin, which I know there's like all kinds of websites out there, and some of them are done by Christians, and you know, like Sitchin lies and all that, and I'm telling you, he wasn't lying. So I'm sorry if those Christians disagree with me. I don't care. I disagree with like almost all the Christians that are out there, so that's fine. I don't care how well published they are. I don't care how big their group is. I don't care how well respected they are. At the end of the day, I'm going to tell the truth because I know that I'm going to have to face the Lord. And um, so anyway, Harrington had done the homework. Back, you know, of course, he didn't just take Sitchin his word. You know, he went out and. He's really super smart guy, this guy. And um, and so then he was near retirement age, so he made an announcement. This is long after he met with Stitch and stuff, and he, and he had done his homework and everything. And he, he knew, like Percival Lowell, the Lowell Observatory, one of the first observatories on the Earth that was ever set up. Um, you know, major observatories, dedicated observatories. Percival Lowell, the Lowell Observatory. It. It's hard to find it on the Internet right now, but I can tell you the reason why Percival Lowell set up that very first major observe, you know, one of the first major observatories on the Earth, was because he was a student of ancient um, Japanese history. I'm talking about like six, seven, eight thousand years old history. And one of the things that's common in the Indian Sanskrit, the Chinese ancient history, um, even the uh, Egyptian Colburn Bible, uh, you know, many other ancient writings. The one thing that they all agree on is Planet X. Nibiru. They all agree on it. Some of them call it Nemesis. Some of them have different names for it, whatever the case may be. But they all agree, you know, no matter how they refer to it or what names they use, at the end of the day, some of them, you know, the Colburn Bible refer, you know, the Egyptian text refer to it as the destroyer, which is fascinating because the Holy Bible also refers to it as the destroyer of nations, which I believe is in Jeremiah 4 or 5 or Jeremiah 5 4. Which one? I don't know, but find it. Do a search on the, the destroyer of nations in your New King James Bible. All right? Um, because that's the one that I memorized, and so that's how I can tell you. Uh, you can use other Bibles if you want. That's fine. I'm just saying, search on the destroyer of nations. All right? And then... Um, now, Elena's calling me right now, so I know she always likes to talk uh, with me. And so, anyway, hold on there, Elena, because I'm still talking on the program. All right, just t- hang in there for me, okay? So, just please, please, can I, can I, I be- I'm begging you, I'm alive, honey. All right, um, so anyway, just so you know, um, the, uh, the, the weather service is owned uh, by controlling interest of Satan. You're not going to hear the truth from them. Uh, the situation in it's not global warming. It never has been. It's catastrophic climate change. And, um, and, uh, you know, I just wanted, wanted you to know that because this, when I say that Tampa, Florida has had the coldest winter in 37 years, I'm talking about 38 degrees Fahrenheit, 39 degrees Fahrenheit for an entire month. So when I was running up and down the stairs, the reason is because Florida, it, and it's not just Florida, there's other states too, but it's a very southern warm state problem. They have these relatively 
harmless well not not if they get in your house that's a real problem and they're called they're they're a type of a rat it's a rodent and they, they call them roof rats and you can look it up on the internet they're nothing like the big nasty horrible disease carrying rats you know they're rats you know uh, uh, they're basically you know a rat but um it, i wouldn't want and to be face-to-face with anything like they have in the sewers in New York or any of that kind of weirdness. Okay, but these things, they basically stay outside for the most part all year round, and they won't bother you. But let me tell you something. If you live in Florida and you have a lot of trees like I do, and then I got two dogs that I got to leave out, and when they look at me, they mean business. Because if if I don't respond when they give me that look, I'm going to have two gigantic piles of fun that I got to try to get out of the carpet while the radio show is wrapping up. So what happened was, while Helena was finishing up her stuff, I ran downstairs real quick to let the dogs out one last time, but I had to have I had to go with them because I have to put the blocking door over the doggy door. Otherwise those dagnabbed roof rats will figure out how to get into my house through the doggy door when no one's looking and then I'll have an infestation and, and it's and then at that point then I have to throw poison up there and deal with all the other side effects and all blah 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 blah. And it's a nightmare. I've I've become an expert at it. A hell heck for not hell, but forgive me, Lord. But heck, for that matter, if I ever needed to start my own business, maybe it ought to be, uh, you know, getting rid of roof rats because I am extremely good at that. Um, but anyway, um, they're a real problem, and I had to run downstairs, let my dogs out, or else I was going to have a couple of surprises on the carpet because it's happened before. And that's when Elena was like, going, I got to go, I got to go. And I could hear it from downstairs, and I'm like jogging up the stairs. <laughs> I'm like 61 in like a month from now. So anyway, I'm like jogging up the stairs, almost two stairs at a time, running as fast as I can. This is like this is like an 18, 19 hour day. I've been up since 4 a.m. in the morning. So anyway, um, anyway, so thank you all. God bless you all for understanding. Um, I gotta, you know, police the house, you know, I live by myself. I don't have any help. So um, I might be getting some help because I'm renting a room downstairs to a fine Christian widow lady who needs a lot of help. And I, I and I think it's just a wonderful opportunity that the Lord has given me. Uh, and I love it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And so, um, uh, and, and maybe she'll, you know, and she, you know, so anyway, I, I think it'll be a wonderful thing for her and also for me. I'll just have to get used to having, I, hey, I had Mary Lee here and she she had her yippie dogs and those little things. Every time I go downstairs to feed my dogs at like four o'clock in the morning, her, her little yippie dogs would be like, and she and I could hear her in her room and she was going like, shh, 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 you know, trying to make them be quiet. But there was no making these dogs be quiet. These dogs were powerful yippie dogs. So anyway, that was fine with me. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It made my hair stand straight up and it was not the most happy thing to hear at four o'clock in the morning. But anyway, so praise God. Thank you all for joining us tonight. It's Wednesday, February the 1st. We are heading into the darkest times this world has ever seen. And, there, and it appears to me that there is a no-stop dynamic in play. So don't be expecting, don't be listening to evangelical Christianity and thinking something's going to stop. Because if God was going to stop what's going on right now, we'd have stopped it a long time ago. Hallelujah. So anyway, God bless you all. Realmsofhope.wordpress.com. And if you feel like it, you can go to tribulation-now.org and be entertained there as well with a lot of, four, like I said, 420 articles. So God bless you all. We'll see you at Friday Night Prayer Vigil, 7 p.m. The Lord willing. Please pray for my job because, folks, let me tell you something. I have never seen anything 
like what I'm going through right now. It's ten times worse than it was before. Thank you for your prayers. I'm praying for you. You can believe it with all of your heart. God bless you. We'll see you at Friday Night Prayer Vigil at 7 p.m., Lord willing. All right. Good night, all. Here we go. Oh, and by the way, this is Majesty by Kirk Martin. You can type in HGA, His Glory Alone Radio, and look for the link that says, like, Tulla Bazoo or something like that. It's like the fourth or fifth link down. It's Kirk Martin, and it's fabulous. Anyway, God bless you all. He's going through a lot of things. Pray for him. God bless you all. All right. Have a good night.
Oh, uh-huh. 